0: And welcome to the Filipino Garage, I'm Kuyo Chris, your host, and today we've got Angela Fung coming on to the podcast, she opens it up with a song and she sings two more little snippets throughout the episode, but Angela is actually an art practitioner, she's taking up art practice at UC Berkeley right now, she's a transfer, we talk about the transfer experience, and we also talk about some of her projects. We also talk about the experience we've had this last summer in the Philippines where we went on study abroad and her experience going back to the Philippines, taking into account that she's half Filipino and half Vietnamese. She also talks about a trip she did in Vietnam, some thoughts, takeaways, the struggles, the lessons learned also during the trip. So please listen, check out her Instagram and her art pages as well. We talk about it in the podcast and it's also all linked on the episode page on kuyachris.com. So please listen, follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, do any other podcast uh, listening method that you have and please share, subscribe and uh, tell your friends and your nana, your mama about the podcast. So that's what we got. Much love, y'all. And okay, welcome (laughs) to the Filipino Garage, Angela. Hello, hello. Can you please uh, bless the mic, the proverbial mic with some of your
1: art?
2: Yeah. So this is an original called Hallelujah. Wow, original? (laughs) You wrote this one? Damn. All right. Yeah? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing hallelujah, hallelujah. Faith was strong, but you needed proof You saw her bathing on the roof Her beauty in the moonlight overthrew you She tied you to her kitchen chair She broke the throne, she cut your hair And from the lips she drew Alleluia
1: Alleluia
2: Alleluia Well, baby, I've been here before I've seen this room And I've walked this floor I used to live alone before I knew you I've seen your flag on the marble arch and love is not a victory march it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah
0: Salamat for
1: that.
0: Yes, yes. Welcome and thank you for blessing Hale.
2: You wrote that? Wow! <laughs> I think I've seen that, I've heard that in a <laughs> bunch of different places. Yeah, it's really made its way around. <laughs> oh, I get the royalties <laughs> for that? Joke, stuff? joke. Damn. <laughs>
1: Yes. thanks for
0: blessing the mic yes. um shout out the first time i actually heard you sing was in the philippines mm-hmm. right we've known each other since 2017 mm-hmm. right i first met you at uh, transfer
2: weekend transfer Weekend
0: at cal yeah um you were my first friend and i was like yo you're filipino because mm-hmm. but the way it was set up we weren't grouped with all the other filipinos right I we don't- were like in one big like conglomeration with everybody
2: they put me in the latino group too or the latinx group (laughs) (laughs) but yes yes. and then
0: um we went to the philippines this last summer Mm -hmm. and then that's when i first heard you sing Mm. and i was honestly pleasantly surprised (laughs) because you never sang you never mentioned that you sang Mm. like these last two years Mm. we were at school anytime because I know you as um, Arte, your mm-hmm. art practice, mm-hmm. right? In uh, at Cal, that's your major, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was surprised because you also have a good tone.
1: Oh. You have like
0: a diff, like, uh, like a very folksy, bluesy mm-hmm. tone. That's more like, like you can actually sound good whispering. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Hello. Hello. As- welcome, welcome to my ASMR. Welcome to the. To the- <laughs> episode of
0: kuya (laughs) kray asmr let me uh
2: this will be the new the new style of podcasting this is us drinking water
0: (laughs) (laughs) my turn my turn Damn. (laughs) My mom always said that I'm noisy while I'm eating. Maybe I found my calling.
2: Yeah. This Uh. is is it. This is your post-grad Cal Cal (laughs) career. I promise you. There's a future in it. Yeah. Ah, The
0: future. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if I pursued my gaming when I was younger, bro, so (laughs) many people are streaming and making bank off games and everything. They are. If only... Uh, I no, pursued my Pokemon you be master training. A, yeah,
2: a Twitch streamer I in could. Tagalog in ASMR. Oh. It's, a, it's a really niche market, oh. but I'm sure that there's <laughs> there's an audience.
0: <laughs> Did you want to do another one or save the other the next song for a little bit later?
2: Oh let's save it yeah let's save it okay you can put
0: it on the side so you're if you're
2: i but it's safe it's my safety huh okay fine so you're not holding you have in so many wires though if i
0: or just put it uh, like uh standing up on the couch on its on its bottom side like that so you're not holding it but then it's gonna just rest on the couch like that like yeah. What? See, so now you can um, get into <laughs> the free. the yeah. zone. You can pull the mic a little bit closer to mm-hmm. you, um, and feel the energy of the Filipino mm-hmm. garage. It's such a right?
2: space. It's the art is perfect, and oh my gosh.
0: And I was saying, hopefully, I will get a piece from you yeah. um, up on this wall in the near future.
2: Yeah uh,
0: Because can you tell uh, folks a little background uh, You are doing art practice at yes, Cal Yes,
2: I study art practice and comparative ethnic studies uh, And I think that those two really like scaffold each other well
0: Can um, um, can you give me like an overview of what art practice is And then like why you are pursuing art practice mm-hmm. Like what do you want to do? You're artista? like. Make art. You know, I
2: want to make- teach. I want to teach, and I want to make things. Um, and I don't know what that looks like after graduation yet. But I think that um, it'll it'll take shape. Yeah. Um, I mean, art practice. I when choosing the community that I wanted to be a part of at Cal, I really did it based on. Um, it's so hippy dippy, but the vibe and the energy. Um, there was a weird thing that happened with my classes early on and then I had to switch majors last minute because um, things just weren't feeling right and logistically it wasn't working too. Um, and I really found my, my place and like, my my community in, in the arts um, as well as a lot of other spaces on Cal, uh, but definitely in art too.
0: What did, So you first transferred in though as...
2: I transferred in as ISF. Interdis- Inter- interdis- interdisciplinary, interdisciplinary studies, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, without really understanding um, the nuance of what academic research is like, I think that I, I was drawn to it as um, a field that is interdisciplinary in a, in a way that you can explore that. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's what art is too, and what the art program has, has been to me, and the, the kind of work that I've been able to do there. Um, I've been able to take a lot of classes in a lot of different departments um, and like, have conversations with people from many more departments and just walks of life and perspectives and I think that uh, that informs so much of what my work has become about.
0: Do you have a portfolio on your phone? Like pictures and stuff of the projects that you've done? <laughs> right now yeah
2: yeah okay cool cool cool
0: so pull that up because i kind of want and then we could overlay it on the video uh afterwards Uh but because i know you sang right but then you do a lot of other forms of Mm -hmm. art so then it's a little bit different in terms of how we can present it but i'd like to like go into that too because i've had poets here kind of uh, photographers, singers, but then also I haven't had... You've done sculptures and yeah, stuff, right? Um, and you've done like art installation type things. Yeah,
2: it's a little bit slow loading. Like my, Oh, let me um,
0: plug in the Wi-Fi. Okay. There, I
1: got the Wi-Fi.
2: Um, yeah, so in, in the past, I've done a lot of... Um, well, I guess recently I've done a lot of uh, sculptural and installation pieces that usually have elements of... Um, elements that are activated by the audience um, and I do surreal staged photo um, and a lot of the work is uh, I guess to put it in like very oversimplified terms like identity politics as well as social and political critique Um, oh
0: you need a charger don't be I know (laughs) I'll plug you in in a bit
2: I'm good. Um, uh, yeah.
0: But you went into Cal, what was your initial idea of what were you going to do with ISF?
2: Mm, I was interested in education. Yeah. Um and looking at the systems of education, but I I just that doesn't that feels like so long ago. Like it yeah, feels right. like worlds worlds away. Um I mean now I have like a <laughs>
0: what? Cuz it does. I was just thinking. I was like, "Damn, that does feel a while ago." It feels
2: like remember right, when oh we God. were
0: walking to Clark Kerr and then were you with the group when we walked to Clark Kerr for dinner? <laughs> no, you bounced from the do I, You remember?
2: I might have.
0: It was so, so long
2: ago. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: you bounced from the group. I, I think you did. I think while we were walking, that's when you mm-hmm. left or something. But anyway, I remember walking and doing the whole thing and yeah, that's a while ago but it's not that long ago if you think about it, like two years but then a
2: lot... It's one of those things where it feels like both where it's like it went by really fast yeah. and so much has happened and it feels like so so recent but simultaneously so long ago. Hmm. I don't know, when you think of it in terms of growth and trajectory and community and what you believe your um, hmm, capacity will be when you look at it in those terms it's like worlds away ago
0: Hmm. Uh, i was just doing my journaling right Uh yes last night and then i finished uh another book like moleskin type length Mm -hmm. book right congrats thank you thank you and then i was looking at my past entries Mm -hmm. because i have a little stack and then i was looking from like 2013 right so long ago mm-hmm. six years ago mm-hmm. right but then i read it and then there's some entries where are like damn i still think similar ways or write mm-hmm. the same like self-motivational shit like i have to focus and get shit done mm-hmm. and i'll focus and um and all this shenanigans right and then <laughs> uh i'm like this sounds like a recent entry but then there are other entries where i'm like what is this food talking about nah. Where
1: i had
0: this one where a super simp, and it was it was like a i was i writing. saw that
2: on your instagram story i was like what am i doing <laughs> like i'm
0: going through the fields in this page mm-hmm. man and then so it's interesting how it's so far away six mm-hmm. years right mm-hmm. i'm almost a whole completely uh, another being right because mm-hmm. every seven years your cells replace themselves right so you don't have a single cell that's the same from seven years ago wow, Ooh, Ooh, science. wow. Uh, science. <laughs> uh, but at the same time also time in terms of our understanding of time mm-hmm. right so six years is a long time but then you look at the similarities there are still things that are the same Mm -hmm. right of how i i like think of things or process things self-motivate and then there are other things that are super different or like bro Uh, you're super simple well actually i don't think if that's super different i still get super simple (laughs) (laughs) right now but yeah you're talking about though i I guess because
2: we're all in progress always you know and it's mm, it's a whole process all the time
0: mm, always loading
2: always 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 buffering always
0: buffering (laughs) damn life is always buffering
2: life is science life is technology oh life is cells do you
0: do you know that there's a well that's true right or you can say life is space because there's actually more space in between cells and molecules and whatever atoms whatever than there is actual atoms so then there is actual mass so the space between things is actually more than the things that there is Bro, smart. Yo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even
0: know if that's correct. I just listened to podcasts and I tried to reinterpret it and restate things as if I know what I'm saying. But half of the things I don't really know. Uh, but let's get back to it. You were saying it seems so far away, mm-hmm. right? The idea that you were going to do education.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It crashed. Uh, but at least it's still safe. Let me just continue recording. It's yeah. You were saying... Uh, that you were wanting to do education, but then that changed into art practice? Mm,
2: It hasn't changed. It's just expanded in different ways. Because in the ISF program, it's very research-based. And I I won't talk a lot about that program because I think that there are a lot of good folks doing good work there. Um, But it was something that didn't feel right for me. And...
0: Oh, so you're talking switch. about going into UC, uh, yeah, and uh, like the research, and, yeah, and re- part re-
2: really of it. reckoning with what like that research academia and all of that means, and uh, and like what its role is, and we've been really unpacking it in one of my ethnic studies courses of the work that the data center does. Have you heard of them before? No. Um, they do. They. Um, community-centered research and a lot of their practices center um, like oral histories and narratives of actual community members as well as like the hard data in archives and in newspapers and um, things of the sort um, but it's all uh, it it kind of removes the barrier between research and academia into research that enables people who are doing the work to do, to keep doing the work, and for um, there to be a solidarity within policymakers, community makers, researchers, um, and so on. So the data center does. I think that they're closed now. They had they had to be defunded or something. Really? Um, yeah, a couple years ago, which is trash. <laughs> but. Um, Yeah, they were doing really good work. So I think just um, there is a lot of uh, potential and possibility and value in research and in very deep research. But I think that um, so much of the tradition of that has to be radically changed in order for it to mean something beyond just publishing papers for the ego or for the clout.
0: It's like the whole ivory tower type thing. And then this is a criticism I've heard of even ethnic studies Mm -hmm. from how the initial movement was started and what they wanted to push for and through time has become kind of like an institutionalized academic space rather than a space to manifest change outside Mm. of the institution Mm. um, and for the community and i'm not saying all ethnic studies are like that right but i think mm-hmm. that's been one of the criticisms at least that i've heard of um especially after the anniversary was last year of the, mm-hmm. um, the third, third world, world liberation, liberation front. front how many years was that like, uh 50 years 50 years yeah. yeah it was the 50th year oh damn
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah. and that's what i realized too when i got to cows i go this is what they mention about a research-based institution, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember way back when I was in high school, I was talking to one of my friends who went to UCLA. And then I was asking him, oh, what do you think of community college and UCLA, things like that. And thats he was the first person that ever told me that, dude, the community college professors are better in terms of teaching, because at least... And he was in more of a science field. Mm. He was doing pre-med. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was telling me how the at least his teachers, the ones that he ran across uh, in UCLA, they were there at a research institution to do research, mm-hmm. not necessarily teach. Yeah. They were required to teach for their research position, right? And then versus folks in community mm-hmm. college, like go there to teach, mm-hmm. right? Because they want to teach, and this is, of course, generalizations. Mm-hmm. There's good, like you, you uh, see teachers, of course, uh, but in general, that's what happens because it's a research-based institution, right? right?
2: I think to backtrack on what you said about um, ethnic studies uh, being problematic at moments. I think that that's right. I think that no matter. I think that anything that exists in these institutions, you have to be critical of. I think that ethnic studies is in itself a radical form of knowledge, um, collection, creation, interpretation, etc. But, you know, as we're growing and as we're progressing, like things will stretch and skew in so many different ways that we have to um, be skeptical for lack of better word and um, critical but also have it be rooted in love like if I heard one of my peers say something that feels wrong or feels dissonant I would ask them to unpack that and you know rather than like perpetuate this call out culture or Mm. like cancel culture Mm. Um, and that's very much on like the micro level I think when it gets higher up into folks who are doing research that may have um, questionable ethics to it. It's just, it's so hard to be perfect. And I think that we should, um, you know, depending on the person, depending on the circumstance, allow um, forgiveness and growth and understanding in that community Community work too, um, especially as we are uh, redefining and, and re- um reconfiguring like what research and like what can happen at the university can be um like it's it's gonna be it's a tough process like third world liberation front was just the beginning of it they did amazing work brilliant brilliant work um oh bucket
0: oh that was just the gopro shutting okay. enough I was also where I was like, "What was
2: that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it burning?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: do, 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 do. The house is on fire, oh, and it gives you three God. beeps. No, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think that it's it's good to be critical, and it's good to be um, rooted in love. I feel a lot of the same way. This is a. This might be a jump, but also in where my mind is going with it. I feel a lot of the same way, and um, like how I, how my dynamic is with my parents and, and my family. In some ways, I think that um, you know this is a whole complicated thing um, that I think a lot of others, maybe ch- children of Filipino immigrants, children of immigrants. Children of anyone really, where they um, find themselves growing. Um, and, you know, people are taught sometimes how to be parents in the early stages, but I think that once things start to, uh, hmm, like stretch and skew also, um, like change, we don't talk a lot about those big changes and how we can um, grow together rather than be like stuck.
0: So when you're talking about...
2: That was a lot, sorry. No, no, but when (laughs) you're talking
0: about in terms of uh, parents, right? Right. You started going there, but what do you mean? Like, are you talking about how you're growing in relationship to how the relationship is established Mm -hmm. or the norms of the relationship?
2: I'll I'll use the example of like colorism and like racism within them um, and having to have like so much capacity to in those moments like for one thing pick your battles but also how can you change a cycle and like a generational tradition where it's like so embedded um yeah
0: i think it's possible to change my family but it's a lot of work yeah
2: it's a labor it's a labor it's a a lifetime labor but i actually think it's super important
0: especially For um, folks who call themselves like activists or community organizers, what's up? What happened? What are you just messing with the wire? (laughs) Are you a (laughs) fidgeter? I'm a fidgeter, fam. (laughs) I need. I've been sometimes. uh, I I tear a piece of paper, like. But then I'm really focusing, like I'm on the person. But then I tear a piece of paper, but it helps me listen. One time I was like playing with a cheese puff, like, and just slowly, like crunching it on my finger, but then I'm very focused, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel that actually centers me to listen. If you actually...
2: Do you remember when we we sat and we talked in the coffee bean in the Philippines for like two hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we both like brought up our hands later and we like ripped the straw ripped wrapper in it. the oh, same yeah. way. Were you pa-
0: you were you were
2: ripping it too? Uh, yeah, uh, we did it in like the same pattern too. Uh, I was like wow, Libra, Libra, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, belated, happy belated to you too. Maybe
0: there's something in the it's our season right now. Yeah, um, in our moon and our moon. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't been up on my co-star. Co-star in the Philippines got me through some shit, so co-star is good. <laughs> but recently, I haven't really been. Uh, but I think it started losing its magic once the same messages like started popping up again and again. Oh. Because it, I guess it's a, like a cycle. They go through. They have their database of like. Uh, um, whatever, whatever it says Like breathe a little deeper
1: today Or change your hair <laughs> Like uh, other shit Is but that then, why you
2: got like Five fades in the Philippines <laughs> ah, No I got that just to maintain it Ooh. It's
0: hard to maintain dude Like you gotta And today is fresh Look at that shit um, But It's actually more effort, I think, to maintain shorter hair Mm -hmm. versus my medium. When I'm on medium, I let it grow out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But then once you have a fade, it's very obvious when something grows in. Mm -hmm. And it's just ugly, like that initial step. And then it's not as clean and as sharp. And Mm -hmm. then once you get that fade and lineups like a power-up a boost yeah like like a stats like you're playing (laughs) the sims and you get plus two charisma (sighs) like that and then it's just self-maintenance anyway yeah fidgeting we're talking about something right before that parenting there you go (laughs) so when i was in the philippines Mm. um Mm -hmm. One of my tweets went semi-viral, at least within the Filipino-American community, Mm -hmm. about... With Lola. With Lola. Mm -hmm. With my Lola in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. like, addressing colorism, right? And how, uh, not to put family on blast, but to put Mm -hmm. her on blast, at least (laughs) at that moment, she was talking about, you have to improve the race. Because the discussion was, hey, what if I date this person who's darker skinned? And then, because I was showing them, oh, just look at how beautiful this person is, right? And then they mentioned, like, something about uh, you have to improve the race. And I I learned that that's not just a Filipino thing. They say that para la raza, or raza race? raza or something not raza something in Spanish they have the same saying mm. mejor love something whatever to improve or to better their race and it's a common thing in that culture too mm-hmm. but we had a discussion And then uh, Like a few weeks She still argues after But then she switches it She's like I'm not saying about skin She got defensive <laughs> You're putting words Into my mouth Christian <laughs> Making me look bad On the internet Shit like that I was like
1: No I went,
0: That's not my attention. But that was the conversation At that moment And then now It's a joke in our family Now my brother Makes fun of me And says To my Lola there We call her Nanang Which is Ma um, in Ilugano mm-hmm. she's he. my brother goes oh be careful nanang ha he might be recording you no. he'll record you watch out <laughs> oh. so they're making fun of you now mm. uh, but in terms of the conversation, it shifted Like, even my dad sometimes Steps in and talks about Like, to my nanang, he's like, oh, you can't Say that nanang, because that's that's racism Like, my mm-hmm. dad will point Things out mm-hmm. uh, And and it's like it's, with
2: a joking tone But also, you know, it's, it's the beginning Of a yeah, shift yeah, yeah, too
0: it, It's kind of to say that, oh, that's racism You know Is a method of delivery That can more easily kind of infuse that idea into the conversation into their life because if you go into woke ass that's racism cancel you're not gonna get anywhere with a person right you're making them feel bad as a person rather than like okay maybe you can feel bad about what you did but to go on this attacking is gonna close someone off right so like twitter wars ain't really solving issues they're only entrenching people into their sides but then if you can find a way to deliver the message and i try to do it with humor and my family and with love and oh, what what like hella animated things like that in different ways then the message can be delivered and i really believe uh And the idea that if you call yourself an activist or call yourself a community organizer and you're out doing all these things, like somebody said before, the first people that you should learn how to organize is your family Mm -hmm. like and your own home. I know it's hard for some people with a little bit more traumatic home environments or tumultuous home environments. There should be a limit, of course, in terms of that. But for the general population with okay home situations even if it is more of an effort you should start there mm-hmm. in my opinion uh and i forgot but that's not my idea somebody else said that uh i forgot who to cite though but somebody said about you should first start organize if you want to be a community organizer first start with your family mm-hmm. like that and that's it's a big uh hip, hip hypocrite, hypocrite hippo hip, Hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. It's hi- Hippocratic. No, that's your Hippocratic oath. That's, that's the that's the uh, medical thing where they uh, quote uh, they, where they take the oath of uh, to do no harm and to save lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Hippocratical whatever. Anyway, my brain is in a jump right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not on on, on uh, caffeine or nothing. Sober
2: October. So- okay, no. I am on Sober
0: October. I'm not on caffeine, yeah. but I feel like I'm jumpy right now.
2: Good. I wonder what. It- good or bad?
0: And not bad, but it's like ooh. Because <laughs> but-
2: connections. That's good.
0: Yeah, but then it's not the most organized thing to listen to, like on a podcast. <laughs>
2: Maybe you'll revisit the idea of like whether or not you'll edit. No? I don't really structured. <laughs>
0: ah, we'll see. Uh,
2: um, logo change. What? Show change. Show-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it to be super structured.
2: I like it to be organized in
0: terms of like my own thinking and guiding the conversation or mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes I just tune into the energy and I just go da da, da 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 you yeah. know Hippocratic old da 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 da
2: good
0: but anyway yeah, yeah I think <laughs> yeah and <laughs> Star with yeah.
2: family. Yeah. I think that um, there's no there's no guidebook to be the sons, daughters, and children of the diaspora—you know—so uh. um, we're all kind of fumbling through it in a lot of ways, and I think that um, a lot of a lot of that means failing up sometimes, um, and just really uh, being gentle with each other and being gentle with ourselves too.
0: You know what? I think you could be a counselor. I have some counselor friends. <laughs> That did their masters in counseling and stuff, Mm -hmm. work as college counselor, Mm -hmm. high school counselor. You have a similar vibe in the way that you process (laughs) like things and you talk things out, right? But it is also though a little more I can see the artistic like like philosophical in you in terms of when you process or explain
2: yeah well you know that like those fields of counseling of marriage family therapy of teaching are so such artistic pursuits Mm. and so deeply creative in every single moment you know so thank you that's a very high compliment Uh, that's
1: (laughs) interesting
0: but you are planning on becoming a teacher
2: Ah uh, so you said? Yes, yeah. I. Well, you know, I think after graduating this December, I want to feel it out a bit before committing to, man, grad school is so expensive, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah. I, I actually have thought of um, being a community college counselor. Um, and my other really strong pull is uh, to teach ethnic studies at the high school level. Um, and, you know, a lot of the first contacts that people or the meaningful contacts that people have with young people have with history and ethnic studies are in the K through 12 public school system. So um, even right now with like such strong discussion on what ethnic studies curriculum should look like, what it does look like, what it can be, um, it feels like like I said, like a, a creative endeavor for sure and a community endeavor as well
0: okay can you give me a little background uh we'll do like a speed round um of like your background and stuff like that just so i get a context of how come ethnic studies is important to you like where you've gone through in this progression and stuff Uh all right where were you born
2: where was i born sacramento california 916 916, baby rev forever go kings (laughs) (laughs) we're hitting a rough patch right now it's been a rough three years but or many years i guess but uh you're the only second Person for them.
0: i know um, that reps the kings no, are from sacramento yeah. we will brandon have our glory Bassa. days have again. you met brandon basa
2: no um
0: i think he was he was a year ahead of us mm. um and then he his grad cap was like the kings and he always reps the king shout out brandon basa
2: hey.
0: um <laughs> And yeah, okay, cool So you were born in Sacramento Born in
2: Sacramento Grew up there Grew up there my whole life Um,
0: Two mm, Filipino parents
2: Filipino mom Mom. and Vietnamese father Oh,
0: you got the mix Yes That's that's a great mix (laughs) Um, It it
2: just means that I've been code switching since like the day that I was born (laughs) Do you
0: understand Vietnamese? No You understand? I
2: understand how to order my favorite dishes in Vietnamese. I get bun tom tit nang with no bean (laughs) sprout.
0: And then when you give it to me, I say, Come on. (laughs) Come on. Wow, he
2: learned. You went to Hanoi? MC
0: Gai Lam. I I don't know if that's correct.
2: I don't know what that means. oi. Mo, is that like hello, like hello, young young <laughs> no, girl? No, it's just
0: like hi, beautiful, like that. Oh shit! Uh, okay. My friend t- texted me. He was like, "Dude, just say this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just say it, Um And then okay, so <laughs> Filipino mama, mm-hmm. but you understand Filipino Tagalog.
2: Tagalog, yeah. You
0: understand that uh, you went to high school in Sacramento. I went
2: to high school in Sacramento. Um, Community college. I, Actually, yeah, and then I went to community college. I was never really on a college track in high school. And then when I was um applying for university out of community college, they had me submit my transcripts. I didn't even graduate from high school. Yeah, I don't I mean like don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't like tell don't anyone tell my employers, podcast. but I don't have like the um Like, a high school diploma. Did you get the... I don't know. What was that other thing? The The GED? Yeah. Voila. You have Berkeley. I know. I just feel like it's my little secret. Not because I'm ashamed, but because I feel like people just stop asking at a certain point. Uh, Um,
0: Wait. So, 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 so out of high school, how how come you didn't finish high school?
2: I, man, I think I was struggling a lot with, um, like mental health and it was so it was pretty debilitating too um and I had a lot of other things going on I found refuge really really strongly in uh, physical theater and ensemble work that I was doing which is like using um we would go through like militaristic physical training for months and months and then we would use like acrobatics to tell stories um and I found a lot of love in that and I think that that was my first meaningful one of my first meaningful contacts with like creation. So
0: you're doing theater and that stuff during yeah, high school. During high school. Okay. But a
2: lot of the times I was not showing up to class, um, and therefore just failed a lot oh. of classes. Yeah. And it was it was really discouraging. From my, oh, um, I had many teachers who were amazing people and just benevolent and like had an abundance of. Love and care um, and sincerity that really made an impression on me, and I like to think that 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 you know, looking at my trajectory now, that that's been more powerful than the people who said like, don't even apply to like don't don't apply to college, just go do your trade school, do whatever um, the, the the school counselors who were like. You know, you're not... Like, from freshman year, like, you're not really college material. They said that? Those types of things, yeah. yeah. I think they said that to my brother, too. And I was just like, the fuck?
0: So, okay, you have siblings. Younger? My older brother. Older brother. Yeah. So, you're the youngest. But Mm -hmm. so, okay. Um, But so power. Um, Then, your parents weren't on you, like, during high school? Or were they, like, the... uh, Well,
2: "Ah." I I think that I had always... Had some kind of it was at a time where dis, like open discussions about mental health were not so present, and especially with the stigma within the family, so they were on me for school um, and you know they're wonderful, I love my parents, um, but I think that with their exposure to mental health and their own personal experiences, it just wasn't um a thing that they were really able to understand with a lot of nuance then. And so that became a point of tension between me and the rest of my family. Like I was always pegged as I feel like the one who's always sleeping or like the lazy one. Uh, but I was doing my best. <laughs>
0: so did you take a break between high school and CC or do you go straight?
2: No, I mean, uh, my brother forced me. <laughs> he said, "You you need to keep going to school, you need to go to community college. Um, and you, if even even if you don't know what, why, or your direction yet, you just, Take like... Take classes. Yeah, and he he's definitely, sh- he's eight years older um, in our family of, uh, like, first-gen college students and first-gen um, American-born kids. So he felt a lot of, I mean, I'm assuming... Um, He felt a lot of pressure to, you know, have me kind of keep pushing.
1: Oh. Um,
2: And I think that, you know, he is from a different generation than my parents. So, um, and he's guided with love as well. So it was kind of this idea of, like, you need to keep going and going even when it gets hard and even when you don't know.
0: Um, (laughs) Mm. Thank you for sharing.
2: Yeah. I the heck? So, yeah uh, So he has been my brother's like my driving force a lot of the time as well as my mom and my dad too um, It's important answer Is he okay? Is he okay? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought it was like safety, safety thing, mm. but it's it's good. Um, ooh, uh, what's this called? Uh, I'm actually gonna be first time in a bachelor party. Whoa! Uh, this coming um, November, and then the wedding. Who's getting married? My homie out here, jo- uh, jo- uh, Joshua.
1: Joseph.
0: Oh my god! There's so many. I know, fucking like Joseph. Two uh, a Joseph, and then I have a Joshua here. A Joshua in Berkeley. Uh-huh. Joshua in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then. Oh my god my second name is Joshua Really? Cooking. Oh yeah, yeah. Christian, Joshua. Christian Joshua all these I love them <laughs> though it just gets I'm like Joshua Joe Josh Joe Joe like <laughs> You're
2: prematurely like a mom already like going through all the names before you land on the right one <laughs> No
0: I'm <laughs> I'm not going to use any of the christianized names even if I'm like mm. christianized <laughs> <Huh>? uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you were saying yeah about your brother. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about your brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you went immediately to CC. Um, to
2: CC, I took. I was in um, audio engineering. That oh. was the, that was the program, the like trade program. I was. Yeah, they had it at yours. Your yeah, CC? That's yeah.
0: Dope. Man, I should have done that at a cc because i actually went to a vocational school mm-hmm. for audio engineering
1: mm. but then that was a
0: for-profit school mm. so i paid like 30 g's for that and mm-hmm. i didn't really know that you could actually learn in cc yeah. depending on where not every cc has a program but so a good amount of them do yeah cc's then, magic man <laughs> yeah bro i could have saved hella money yeah like I mean, I learned it eventually, right? Right. And I was able to access everything, great relationships with some of the folks there. But like, bro, third... That's why our first company out of school, our collective, and we launched a recording studio, was called 30K Entertainment because we wanted (laughs) to pay off
1: our... (gasps) Our oh, school debt no. I actually like that name now when 30k is 30, immense That's yeah. huge 30k entertainment Because we wanted to
0: pay our loans <laughs> That's a lot And it wasn't even That was um, a year and a half 18 mm. month program mm. That's that's a lot Yeah So yeah. So um, But Going back to there how, how was your transition in community college yeah. And how did you like get to cal it was, it was dope right? uh, like, that's where that, that's know.
2: that's where i started to love learning in the classroom and really realizing the possibility yeah like i started taking um i took sociology of america which was pretty much uh, like social justice history 101 with pamela chow bless that woman amazing Um, and then from there I was working with Unite the I was at American River College so um, that was our community and diversity center which was a hub um, for social justice oriented work and community organizing that was embedded within the college so that was such a unique program Um, jump started by uh, Rod Agbunag who is a close mentor like Kuya Rod like amazing person um did he do the uh,
0: Rack the School Bells
2: there he does RTSB uh, with okay. um what is their collective name do you know
0: I'm not sure I forgot,
2: but yeah, they do good work. They do Rock the School Bells um, with Let's See. Uh, yeah. Well, when I, low, low End Theory uh, Collaborative. Low End that's Theory, like, yeah. yeah, yeah it it I is. heard
0: it. I was like, when I heard a Filipino name within Ethnic Studies up over there doing good work, I had a feeling it was Rock the School Bells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rock the School Bells is dope. Shout out. Yeah, yeah shout out. Bells.
2: RTSB. RTSB. Yeah.
0: Um, then you... You he, found had, that space.
2: he had me do a um, a workshop at RTSV oh, yeah? for street art and spray painting. It was so oh, cool. Oh, do yeah. you
0: do street art and spray paint?
2: Like on the low, yeah. Uh. But it like it hurts my asthma. <laughs> you know. That's
0: a real, shame. That's yeah. a real shame. Um, Shout out to Albuterol Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast <laughs> I'm sponsored by Albuterol <laughs> ASMR <laughs>
1: Bro,
0: What if I asmr my wheezing before? Bro I could act Cause I could hear my lungs wheezing before
2: wow, like, you're yeah. Really? Yeah bad, bad? I used to have
0: bad asthma Not anymore Not anymore Not mm, anymore. It got away in like middle school once, Actually once I started working out and running
2: mm-hmm.
0: Like it healed it Mm-hmm. Like you would think the opposite Right like stress uh, Inducing stress would make it worse mm-hmm. or this idea you rest your body But for some reason It gets better when I work out
2: That and makes sense yeah.
0: Even now I feel stuffy And then my clearest Nasal passages is when I freaking run And when I'm like jogging and stuff And then when I get home and relax I'm all stuffed up <laughs> I don't know why my, my body Is just mm-hmm. not cooperating mm-hmm. with me um, but that's what you get when you turn 28. This
2: 28 <laughs> really? 28. Wow! I am Kuya Kuya ta- Chris. <laughs> <I'm Koo-ya. Ha-ha-ta-tai. laughs> I am
1: Kuya I
0: like one time. Don't call me daddy. Call me
2: Tata. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so community college. <laughs> 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 Sober October. Sober October, baby. <laughs>
1: Shout out to
0: my two homegirls Abby and Catalina They always do that And I steal that from them (laughs) 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 When they say something nasty They're always like
2: I love
0: that Um, So
2: (laughs) Ethics studies Ethics studies Okay um, Took Sociology uh, Asian American history All of these like uh, Counter-narrative Centered uh, courses And they was so empowering And uh, built community uh, Like meaningful community And uh, that was Was
0: there Ever a, a flash moment? Like, <gasps> like Like Cause I remember this one moment In uh, At Skyline When I was like Oh shit This shit's important like that when it was
1: like mm-hmm.
0: and it's just ingrained in my head has there was there a moment of like flipping switches uh for you over mm. at your community college or that that experience at time that time period of being exposed to ethnic studies
2: mm. i think there are many and there will continue to be so many of of flipping switches and unlearning a lot of things and learning completely different frameworks too I, th- I remember one, one of those initial moments was in that sociology class that I'd mentioned before and then another one um, I think that we were having the Unite group had facilitated a brave space which is like a community open discussion um, about Islamophobia mm. and that was in like 2017 or something maybe December of 2016 um and then hearing the people who came through uh and you know at a community college you get a whole range of folks and a whole range of perspectives there too Sacramento's um has a lot of really excellent people doing fantastic and radical work um but there is also a very deep like conservative and racist and white supremacist background in that area as well um so to be doing that work out there was you know i mean in in no no place is that completely safe but it it definitely felt like a high stakes endeavor there too but but anyways we had this community discussion and um folks came through who you know were very Ha, w- like embodied very anti anti-muslim rhetoric and um, like some very clear discrimination
1: your
0: face your face was being blocked so i have to kind of move the mic a little bit
1: In,
0: uh, yeah actually could you sit more yeah, there? Nah, yeah. there 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 the there,
2: whole there. time sorry um, yeah
0: no no
1: no okay okay, okay.
2: um yeah so it's um, not my face being blocked <laughs> Okay.
0: Oh, I got jokes today! The relaunch of the Filipino Garage!
2: <laughs> Sorry for being the guest. <laughs> oh Let me get oh it out god. of the system. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. Because so think- you
0: said you don't do cancel culture, so
2: I won't be canceled. <laughs> boy. <laughs> I too, too, too big. Um yeah, I think that hearing those conversations and how how difficult and uh jarring and kind of uh, hmm, laborious those were. Um but also the fact that they were able to happen, I yeah, think was yeah. was the was a big switch for me. Um, I don't think anything is necessarily just about changing someone's mind about something i think that it's just about um having spaces where we can actually listen and talk
0: so when you applied to cal what did you write in your thing about like what i'm gonna be doing like what's your plan because you uh, did you write Mm -hmm. about education like becoming a teacher
2: i wrote I, i did a lot of the prompts that were centered on creative endeavors um and i wrote about uh my experience in uh, the physical theater that I was talking about before, mm-hmm. as well as um, teaching and how that was so powerful of an experience um, for me. Uh, I wrote about the the ways that I felt marginalized in school settings and how I, I, I didn't have a, exactly a set idea of like what position I would go into um, or exactly like the, the tenants or the pillars that I would abide by, but that I wanted to dedicate myself to um, being, uh, to changing that, that system and, and how people, young people, fall through the cracks a lot of the times. Um, yeah.
0: Did you grow up around Filipinos in Sacramento?
2: Mm, kind of mixed. Kind of mixed. What um,
0: was the demographic of in, your friends my, and, your cult- and the ones you grew up with? Like the, the things that imprinted into in terms of your culture? So.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, in my local neighborhood, we were in, we were technically, I'm from Orangeville, not Sacramento, which is like rural ass. Like drive down the block, there's Trump flags and like Blue Lives Matter flags. Um, just, flying proudly in the yards of everybody. Um and then I went to school about forty minutes away, uh, which did have a more diverse a bit more of a diverse student population. (laughs)
0: Like oh you're just sarcastic. (laughs) I I hate the word diverse. I
2: hate that. (laughs) It feels so like like a stamp on like a like a I don't know. But uh I I had uh, Filipino friends, I had uh white friends and like lots of uh, lots of other people too, sorry. Um so it was mixed. I think that uh a lot of my family on my Filipino side are kind of split uh, in here and over in the Philippines. So when we got to go this past summer, so much of that journey was um reckoning with uh my the the context of being a buen camino too
0: oh that's your last name and
2: it's my mom's my oh, my yeah. mom's okay. maiden buen name camino.
0: Yeah. wait yeah. so but how come you ended up understanding uh tagalog does your mom, mom speak it to you at home like huh?
2: uh phone eavesdropping Really? She would talk smack on the phone. I'm like, and then I you don't just know. ended up learning. At yeah, all? yeah, yeah. So you're
0: pretty fluid in understanding, like majority of Tagalog?
2: Kind of, yeah. Oh. yeah. And it's, it's definitely like a voice that I associate with my mom, too. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, That's actually a good transition because I want to talk about study abroad uh, and this last summer, right? But before that, could you do a song? Could you do the turtle song? (laughs) The song that I actually heard in the Philippines.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: transitions. Yeah,
2: you know, while I'm getting this over, I hope it's not too loud or anything. But um, I think I told you, but I haven't, this is not a song that I play a lot, And I think you definitely made like a safe space for me to like open up with it, so thank you. Thank you.
0: Wait, wait. So okay. This is original. Right? Actually? Yes.
2: (laughs) Great. Mm, Yeah? This is the turtle song. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait.
1: Okay,
0: go.
2: Let me tell you a story from another life. Once upon a time, we were turtles, slow moving, fast loving creatures of the earth. To go walk down. Road Nothing Mattered Always smiles When Side By Side In an act of braveness He turned To the other out of his shell and said, slow-moving, vast-loving creature of the earth, please, oh please, won't you make it to the finish line with me?
0: Thank you, thank you. Do mm. you have another original?
2: Mm. Yes. I haven't played it in so long, though. So be gentle with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You, you want to do it now? You do it? Yeah, okay. Go. Mm.
2: Do, do, do. Original. Mm. <laughs> Exclusive
0: release of the, 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 the Filipino We Got gago naman.
2: Through the sliding glass door I can see everything hey the birds, the trees, the wind through the sliding glass door oh, won't you open up for me I can't touch or smell or feel but the trees are calling my name oh the breeze Rushes through the leaves at the tippy tippy tops, the sliding glass door, won't you open up for me so I can see what the world has in store for me?
0: Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That was nice. Oh, pleasure,
2: pleasure. Yeah. That we was used to
0: have a sliding glass door, but we got rid of it mm-hmm. for safety.
2: <laughs> it was... You were walking into it too much. No. <laughs> <Kaboom>. <laughs> ah, uh, oh, when Oh, what did you write that? Oh, I, I I was seventeen, and sad all the time. <laughs> yeah, I it just... does.
0: Sa- it's like a, It's a. It's a happy melancholy. Sound that's nice. my vibe, yeah. Where it's not, it's not fully sad, not emo, like melon because melancholic, like there's definitely more on the side of sad, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the Billie Eilish, like that,
2: like right? nice. <laughs> those ocean it's so good. billy really, Eilish is so good. I haven't listened to a she's lot 17, of and yeah, she's hella good, bomb, right? yeah.
0: Um, but. Yours is a little to the end of like more happy tone Like like a mix of that Laffy Taffy song Right when you were singing the turtles and this one It sounds like that kind of vibe Like a folk acoustic kind of sound <laughs> <laughs> I should re- ASMR um, me eating Because I smack a lot when I eat My mom always tells me Stop making sounds when you eat and I was like, oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm really sorry. like this crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's so set up. <laughs>
0: I know, damn. I need to try. I wonder
2: how. I'll, I think this inspired
0: yeah. me to do an ASMR one, but I want to make it ASMR Jollibee.
2: Let's go get Filipino food after this. Yeah, I'm so, craving so. And then. Mm-hmm. lumpia
0: there's hella good Filipino spots around here yeah but then okay maybe I'll do an ASMR with Jollibee or yeah Jollibee
2: ooh Halo Hollow would be so good cause you could go <laughs> cause I <it> mix mix <laughs> <Okay>. dirty Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me the, what the story behind the turtle song did you know turtles have nerve endings on their shells they can feel I saw a video today uh, on Twitter of someone like scratching the back of a turtle and it was like liking it it was wagging its butt and stuff
2: They think turtles feel. can't wag butts what have, do you mean? yeah it
0: was like kind of, kind of wagging its butt a little bit um, <laughs> but they could feel from a shell I didn't know that I thought it was like a shell a shell yeah Yeah, like a hermit crab right where they can crawl out of it and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't don't even know how that works after the research but they can feel
2: yeah no i think that the theme of like shells and feeling trapped almost but like protected too seem to be kind of pervasive in um hmm, things that have carried out in like my life, oh. and I think that, and I mean, to tie it into the Philippines trip, you know, I you kind okay. of know this, but I had a hard time on that trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as I'm reflecting and processing all of it, I think that, um, like the practice of self isolating was really kind of what do you call it when it's like retracting
0: like, into n- your shell, or like or you, the protective
2: the mm, like uh, mm, i don't know it was just a a habit uh that, like a that really mechanism. yeah the defense mechanism that really i really like sent me like spiraling uh-huh. <laughs> down yeah i think um yeah
0: could you actually just move to your left a little bit could you sit on that side of the couch so that, and then we'll Moving all readjust. around. I know. Where, here? I just want. Oh
2: man, this is. You want me to sit here and then point the mic? Done. There, perfect! Uh-huh.
0: Okay, this is, uh. Recalibrating like 30k <laughs> 30k entertainment <laughs> Man, this is why I don't have any sponsors yet Cause it's
2: <laughs> Aww, Kawawa.
0: No, actually I have uh, I'm finding um, What's this called? Unofficial sponsors mm-hmm. um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, What was Was that the first mm-hmm. time you went back to the Philippines? This last summer? No
2: mm, I went once with my family for a couple of weeks We had We did like a trip in 2016 but this was so different in so many ways
0: why what was challenging about if we can share or if you don't (laughs) you don't have to but you could be a little broad if you Mm. want but like what was it about going back to the philippines and Mm. the trip like that Mm. And how was it for you? And just uh, in terms of like talking about study abroad and things like that.
2: There's there's a lot. I think I'll start by saying that.
0: That's just the, to mark that okay. you start. The saying,
2: building's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the folks who put it together are some of the most like remarkable women um and leaders and teachers who i think i've encountered um and folks who i really respect and admire um so i'll preface it with that um but like i said before you know everything has its kinks and um i think that it was hmm, it was very hard to The nature of the trip was difficult in general, being so far away, Um, and there was a lot of like trauma that was um, brought up for me personally at various moments. Um, And there, the program itself was very difficult. Though I think that you know, with what we were learning about, it had to be difficult. Mm -hmm. It was a my my cousin looked through the syllabus and he said oh, this is really like a crash course on 300 years of suffering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it was in a lot of cases framed as 300 years of suffering, yes, but like resilience and resistance as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's inevitable that that concentration of information like floods you and it overwhelms you. Um, And processing that is a lot it it was um you know the embodiment of history in your ancestors and really realizing um yes the beauty and resilience and power and strength and innovation of the people of the philippines and of the people who came before me In the Buen Camino line, in the Cristóbal line, yeah. But also, it's so sad too. Mm
0: -hmm. How have you? Thank you for sharing. But like, how have how do you manage your like and or view your mixed identity, and then be and relate to uh, those two histories also. Mm -hmm. But also, there's a lot of shared history, right? Mm -hmm. But like. How do you situate yourself in terms of your mixedness? Because mm-hmm. I just took a uh, class on uh, mixed people of mixed racial descent. <laughs>
2: with Greg Troy? Yeah. yeah, with Greg Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's uh, supervising my ethics studies thesis. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll talk <laughs> to you about it later, though. But um, I,
0: wait, so you're doing an ethics studies thesis and an art practice thesis?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, is the ethics
0: studies thesis an honors one? No. So- so it was just for a class or
2: just because oh just because to tie i wanted to tie off the ethnic studies experience off with something that felt meaningful so i'm doing a curriculum design or a curriculum design proposal um for uh ocean vong's work he's a vietnamese american poet um and, like, how we can, you know, reapproach our canon, our westernized canon of what we teach in the classroom um, into something that, you know, young people of this America can see themselves in more. Um, what was your previous question? Mi- the mixed, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I think that my dad is the he embodies the aftershock of war in silence. Um, and so much of the Vietnamese history and my, his family lineage, um, is in silence and it comes across, you know, things come out over time and, um, he'll share little snippets, uh, Like he told me out of the blue once that he used to love writing and that he was such a good poet that his friends would hire him to write poets to the girls that they liked, (laughs) Um, which is not something that I would have ever, uh, expected from a man who I've always seen as, um, uh, very stoic, I think. Um, so I think that a part of my coming back from the trip for to the Philippines was a really strong desire to understand um, like Vietnamese history. And a lot of my practice, my art practice and what it's becoming, um, currently my piece for my, my senior project is an exploration of silence as lore, as aftershock of war, as um, portal, as hurt as healing at moments um, and that piece is rooted in both history, mythology, and um, like the the thriving creative spirit of those who uh, are in the present too. Um, so kind of history as it is, what, what is it? historical presence? Um, so I've been, as a part of that, researching a lot of uh, Vietnamese history and um, the very specific and huge intersection of the Vietnamese identity and the American identity and the Vietnam War and the history there. Um, so, in terms of my historical relationship with my Vietnamese identity, it's um, it's tip of the iceberg right now, or it's it's just it's becoming. Mm. And it's at a really, like, pivotal and rolling point. Um, yeah.
0: Were you exposed to a lot of Vietnamese culture when you were growing up? <coughs> <laughs> I got burps. <laughs> <laughs> <a more> burp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ish, yeah. Kind of. I, I'd say more... Um, we experience, my brother and I experienced um, a lot more warmth and familiarity with our Filipino side. Um, wow. So we have, I have wonderful cousins and aunts and uncles on my Vietnamese side as well. Um, though I think that for many years growing up, um, my concept of family, when I thought of my family, I would think of, I feel so awful to say this almost but in transparency um like i would consider my my filipino family family and i would um still had at that point i still had a lot of um empathy to grow for my vietnamese side or or understanding um or closeness to develop uh
0: did your dad not speak vietnamese at home
2: no he's he's a quiet man he Uh, his his english is good though it is kind of i mean he's lived here for what like many many years now for long enough for my brother to be 30 and for me to be 22 um uh though that language of like I, I couldn't see him doing that same kind of poetry and the love writing in English as mm. he can in Vietnamese, mm. and um, in that way, it's limited the communication in a really vital part of uh, love and and parent parent child relationship. Mm.
0: So when you when you went back to the Philippines, what hit you? The most was the historical trauma partially, that
2: partially you know, um
0: like learning about colonialism or like
2: and did you- I, I think also it was. If you, you, you don't, no, you can share as much as you want. It, or is it too heavy? No! Not too heavy? <laughs> I just, I, just no, I, I Whatever you're If comfortable. my face looks stressed, it's just because I'm Libraing and I'm trying to. <laughs> I
0: know! Sort That's that Libra thing because my face gets super furrowed whenever i'm thinking and yeah. then i've been asked like dude are you mad <laughs> no i'm just thinking mm. like that I'm and then think, some pictures i look at myself like damn i look
2: pissed mm-hmm.
0: but i'm just thinking i'm never i don't have an angry thought in my head mm-hmm. yeah it's just a
2: to can i read something from the journal yes
0: so this is an entry from the Philippines
2: yeah and it's it's uh, you know how you you were saying earlier about how you read back on journals and you're like wow so dramatic yeah yeah, yeah, but it's like that's that's how it felt at that moment you know um I don't know what's about to come out of here (laughs) so okay here's what I said July 1st 2019 a Monday um my time in the Philippines is coming to an end, and I'm sitting in Tito living room, listening to Jose, my cousin, compose and play songs. Um, he and Delphine have very beautiful and resonant voices that I won't forget anytime soon. I've been mulling over the different ways that people and families can inspire you. Um, the children of Tita Tisha, who are immensely kind, generous, and thoughtful, Tito Noni's children for their talent in the arts, quick wit and charm Tito Nonong's kids for being fearlessly against the grain I've been trying to see all of this in a lens of better understanding for my mom But I think within this frame there has to be some un- unapologetic focus on myself and being gentle How does this all inform who I am? Who will I? Who will I invent myself to be? I'm continuously chewing on the idea of framing things in the future. So not only was so not only what does it mean to be a buen camino, but also what will my legacy as a buen camino fung be? In what I change, how I cultivate my bonds. It's a culture of storytellers. It's a lineage of storytellers and characters. So, not to be cliché, but what am I in all of this? And so I think that a lot of the um like i i I became so i fell in love with my young nephew javier javier alfonso alfredo i'm not sure (laughs) he's so cute he's so bright and he's like one of uh five five years old and so so smart and so just quick um, and then on one of my last nights there we were driving away in the grab I just started crying my poor grab driver ma'am are you okay? <laughs> uh, and it was realizing I don't know when I'll get to see you and I don't know if the next time that I come back my, my Lolo will still be alive I don't know if he'll remember I mean he he's very he's a very strong condition of dementia right now too and it's like, it all feels so fleeting. And so much of my time in the Philippines, I was missing my life here so much. Um, I was missing, mm, like, Sunday afternoons, like, sitting next to my dad while he just, like, naps in the middle of the day with, like, the TV left on and football playing. And, um, and to be leaving and finally like yes I get to go home to that I get to hug my mom and like squish her little cheeks together Um, but also realizing now that I had so much love there too like how do I say goodbye to this, this little boy who I love and how do I explain I don't know when I'm when I'm gonna come back and maybe it's not an explanation that he needs maybe it's an explanation that like I need um and it felt like my heart was being spread so thin. Um and I remember I my mom called me one day and for magically the connection at the UP hotel was strong enough <laughs> to support the call. That one time. Um and I was telling her that like I, w- I was really transparent about, you know, it's been really hard. And It hurt me so much to tell her about like, how much I was missing home and how much I didn't, but how much I didn't want to leave because it's like the epitome of preaching to the choir, right? Like she left behind all of this people and a whole life in the Philippines, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I felt just this much of that. And it was so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a really difficult part to know that and feel that from my mom and my dad. I mean, yeah.
0: Thanks for sharing.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't have I, No, no,
2: it's okay. I'll... <laughs> blaze, blaze, blaze. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, kawawa.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying... I'm, I'm seeing that I think it's... Are you, you... Do you consider yourself like an empath? Like you're a very empathetic, that thing that people like using that new buzzword, I'm an empath. I, I
2: don't, I nope. haven't heard no, that. No. <laughs> Do people say that to yeah. you a lot <laughs> with that faith? I'm an empath.
0: I'm an empath. Oh, no. It just means I'm really in tune with people's emotions. Oh, no. And, no, but I'm making fun of it. But mm. some people, even me, I, I would say that I'm an empath on some levels, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a selective empath. Mm. Um, like where you kind of take on or you're you're really trying to step into a person's shoes Mm -hmm. and then i think from what you're saying how you're framing things right and the the experience with your mama is that moved you a lot because you're trying to understand her moving away Mm -hmm. and then the impact the importance of it because of seeing what she left behind and then seeing the beauty of it but then like juxtaposing that with like what why did you leave and then realizing a whole host of history Mm -hmm. uh, motivations push-pull factors that that made her decide to leave Mm -hmm. right leave all this good behind not that it's a bad thing right but there was a decision made right Mm -hmm. so it sounds like that's what your that that your that your personality is in this little empath Counselor
2: Type <laughs>
0: thing right? But is that Is that what Kind of moved you? Is that what you're saying?
2: One of the things th- There's just so much There was so much mm-hmm. um,
0: Dang it, Of course This is also your second time Just your second time In the Philippines mm-hmm. Maybe You know And that's what It makes me think Like Maybe I, It's just that I was born there Right And then I've gone every year Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay bye Uh, bye 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 he's like okay i love you bye bye Mm -hmm. like i'm used to saying bye like to people i love Mm -hmm. right my dad Mm -hmm. my Mm brothers and nephews and stuff Mm -hmm. because
2: like bye on life
0: (laughs) because there is i think there's an understanding that i will be back
2: right Mm -hmm. sometimes
0: i don't know when it will be but i've been blessed that i've been able to find ways to go back consistently these last few years right mm-hmm. but there were moments where it was like multiple years and we wouldn't go back like that um but it it makes me realize damn yeah i guess i guess it's hard for me to understand that feeling and i'm trying to st- i'm trying to empath into you right <laughs> to see ah oh, i wonder what it felt like to do this whole uh, study abroad thing where the content of the classes are heavy mm-hmm. right historically academically heavy violence and mm-hmm. in terms of the history of the Philippines and also the jump into meeting family and falling mm-hmm. in love with family for like the second time
2: mm-hmm. right
0: and then how that's kind of piling on to each other
2: yeah and with the position um, like learning about these like histories from the people who are at the mm-hmm. forefront of their fields and having that privilege, but also being in the position of an American student mm-hmm. and leaving. And that's a different kind of goodbye, I think. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, you know, we were being introduced to all of these different organizing groups doing incredible work and you want to keep following through with that or doing something to like facilitate a solidarity but there's just so much coming at you and it's like i don't know how to turn this into something hmm, meaningful for a lack of a better word other than um like absorbing what you say um and i mean that that's kind of a different discussion of how you can really um, be a part of a, like, a movement and like, join with people to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was overwhelming in that way too. It's like, man. Yeah. I,
0: th- I think that's super natural to feel, mm-hmm. right? That question of like, then what, right? Because that's you jutting up against your privilege And Mm -hmm. the privilege Is that We are privileged That we can We visit these communities See the rural areas Or see the issues Mm -hmm. And see poverty But we're privileged Enough to leave poverty Mm
1: -hmm. Right Somebody else said
0: that I forgot who said that Mm -hmm. I have a lot of good quotes But I forget who says Mm -hmm. that shit
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
0: We are privileged That we are able to leave Mm -hmm. Right Leave the Philippines Right And to be transparent, though, like there are issues here in the u s. there's yeah. a lot of us are low income, right? There's folks like who go through issues here in the u s working class, mm-hmm. but we're able to leave and come back to the u s mm-hmm. right and that in itself is a privilege. But that feeling of then what now and how can you contribute to the movement to or do good right is very natural to feel because um, a lot of people who go on what they call exposure trips to like rural community areas and stuff, that's their question. Once they come back, then what now? And I think that's a very important question mm-hmm. that we should be asking ourselves as Filipino Americans, as people who are able to visit, but then also leave.
1: Mm-hmm. right?
0: And what's dope is there's a lot of people doing good work. Mm -hmm. right and i think it's we don't have to reinvent the wheel oh absolutely we can like add on to the wheel find what wheel you want to ride on because and you don't even have to ride everybody's wheel Mm -hmm. right that's the beautiful part of it i think because even for me when i first went on trips to these communities i was also like i don't know what to do and then on some aspects, maybe I didn't feel comfortable doing one one type of activism or one type of political advocacy, right? Mm-hmm. By like this other thing, oh. And then, or I felt more comfortable doing another form of advocacy, and then realizing, okay, we can also acknowledge and validate that those forms of contribution is just as important. The alternative ways of support is just as important as uh, the rah rah. Like, I'm super militant political activist, right? Mm-hmm. You, not everybody has to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that has, in the last uh, three, four, five years, especially with woke Twitter culture, there's a certain amount of glorification of the rah-rah activist right not saying that that's bad but all faucets are necessary but it's also necessary to acknowledge that there are other ways to support Mm -hmm. and to find what is personally relevant is super important i think um because like that you can edit videos you can
2: (laughs) it's just so close to my face i just want to (laughs) like snuggle with it
0: and the foam
2: yeah yeah. (laughs) good thing is that
0: Good thing Sniff stinky. it? Oh. Because usually
2: what else are you using these for?
1: <laughs> usually <laughs> 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 if
0: you, usually in studios Delic. these these build up. Yeah. Like and get stinky. I've been in some studios bar. But... <laughs> See that's my stuffy nose though. You can hear. It.
2: Me too. I think it's just dusty in here cuz I kind of I stuffed up when I walked in. Really? Mhm.
0: Oh shit. Maybe it's
2: Yeah, it's a little dusty. Asbestos. <laughs> JK I hope not Filipino a garage welcome Filipino garage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey that's why we need some sponsors I, Oh I have an air filter here I do use it though mm-hmm. uh, the, but not recently so.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe so maybe it is dirty I'd be vacuuming though mm-hmm. but uh, that's a that's a reality in a few years give me maybe I am vision in 30 k two and a half years or so like a good like I'll have a location mm-hmm. like to like record full on and everything. I can But I it can still see.
2: has to be Filipino garage. Yeah, it's still, still the has...
0: Filipino garage, still rooted in that. It's just a it different was, garage. <laughs> maybe a nice garage, we're gonna say, mm. right? My my parking will be a big parking lot, mm. right? And then you go into <laughs> the garage. <But laughs> Beverly Hills is, Garage. Yes, yes. Like <laughs> if you look at Jay Leno's garage, like, he has that show. I think it's Jay Leno. Uh, there's a show, Coffee and Comedians.
2: And, oh, or Coffee yeah, and yeah, Cars
0: yeah. or Comedians' Cars. Whatever. Jerry
2: Seinfeld. Oh,
0: sorry. But Jay
2: Leno, right? Has cars
0: too, right? Probably. I think he does something with cars too. But anyway. How did we get like,
2: here?
0: <laughs> Jay, uh, he has a really nice garage. Uh-huh. So it's still a garage, mm. right?
2: right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: So that'll be the Filipino garage feature. <laughs> I want to um, up it. Um, do you have another song?
2: yeah and I, I i was thinking i know i'm just doing it asmr
0: now oh, you should do valerie
2: will you yeah. do it with me
0: uh, uh what play the th- the ukulele thing
2: yeah do you have it accessible e-
0: yeah
2: oh i have Ooh. one right there Ooh. yeah and on a happy note yeah
0: so we did
2: yes, are you wearing pants Huh? Oh yeah. Yes, I Just shorts.
0: I know shorts, shorts. <laughs> short, short.
2: Just dressed style. from the waist up. <laughs> Just for the vibe, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so um this was actually our uh what's this called? We would jam out sometimes in the Philippines
2: because and those um, jam sessions were so special to me. Yeah. Like that was
0: They're super healing, like um i really feel jam sessions especially when i uh get to listen to people who are good singers like it's dope that's why i always also i always have gabby say i was like gabby sing like i'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> shout out gabby i'll go over to her room bring the guitar sometimes and be like yo can you just sing real quick and then like there's something healing you see, about music mm. I actually wanted to do music therapy for a little
2: bit. Me too, yeah.
0: There's a there's a music therapy spot in Berkeley. Do you know?
2: Mm, I did it for a while at Sutter Hospital. What? The, you the, you
0: facilitated it?
2: Uh yes, but I didn't have like a license for it. But Oh, at did, they, the, did they, they pay you? No, no, no. Uh, it was like internship. Oh. Internship. Um it was hard. It was like with the kids and um The, what is it? It was pediatric. It was pediatric and with the kids who had cancer and like a lot of them, yeah, yeah, a lot of them would pass. It was damn hard.
0: But it was Sutter where? In Sacramento. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Shout out I wanna get a job at like you, shout out if anybody has job openings UCSF and you connect. connects. I want to do some music therapy yes. recording something at UCSF. Yeah. And then get some of that health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> True. Cause after graduation, are you on ship? I'm not. Oh, okay. If you, what's this called? Oh, you're
2: old too. You don't have. Uh, you. You can't. Yes. Bring it. <gasps> yes. Oh, I couldn't be on my parents'
0: insurance. Oh, are you on your parents' insurance? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was on ship when I was at Cal, uh-huh. and then, which was good actually, it's fine. And then, but after you graduate, it cuts off after like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was naked with insurance. I felt naked oh. in terms of insurance. Um, <laughs>
2: Dirty.
0: <laughs> no PPO
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's that do you know Jabuki, that uh comedian? No. He's a he's a millennial comedian and he's always making jokes about I know he's always making jokes. He writes for Trevor Noah too. Uh. But he's always making jokes about like how the uh what a concept it is to have affordable healthcare and like <laughs> I don't know it's much funnier when he's
0: <laughs> okay let's pause real quick Kay. i'm gonna set up the ukulele
2: you plugging it in yeah restaurants that are in the pocket of the police are allowed to stay open right so then we were looking for food far away or f- food late at night my cousin and i and then we went to this place and they didn't even have food like they were just selling the balloons you know the balloons. you know how they do the party drug in Vietnam is the balloons oh I don't know it's kind of like a whippet show. what is the drug in whippets again
0: Whipit. whippet I don't Wh- know I have no idea I don't know.
1: he's pure I don't, Aww,
2: do know pure. <laughs> <laughs> don't do um, but like we were just trying to get food and then the police officers came out of nowhere and then they just like walked in and like took a bunch of the balloons and like left oh they took the drugs like, yeah it was like super shady damn
0: they did drugs <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hope Vietnam doesn't come for me.
0: Oh my god, I, I hope so too. Yeah, so you're going to do um, mm-hmm. Valerie for us. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I have yet to play this.
2: Yeah, we'll feel it out fill it we'll up oh wing it
0: whoa damn i'm a one-man audio engineer video guy host did you hit record <laughs> yes okay <I'm> re- <laughs> i think i'm recording <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
2: well sometimes i go out by myself and i look across the water (laughs) and i think of all the things what you're doing and in my head i paint a picture Since I came home, well my body's been a mess, and I miss your ginger hair and the way you like to dress. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Valerie? Valerie, Valerie, did you have to go to jail? Put your house on the sale. Did you get a good lawyer? I hope you didn't catch a tan. I hope you'll find the right man who'll fix it for you. Mm. Are you shopping anywhere? Change the color of your hair. Are you busy? And did you have to pay that fine? You were dodging all the time. Are you still dizzy? Mm. Cause since I come on home, well my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair and the way you like to dress Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Valerie, uh, Valerie, Valerie Well sometimes I go out by myself And I look across the earth And I think of all the things what you're doing And in my head, I paint a picture. Mm. Cause since i come on home, well, my body's been a mess. And I miss your ginger hair and the way you like to dress. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Over Valoray
0: that came out clean cause my my thing be sounding a little funky my ukulele has that little you hear
2: that it's got like a
0: like a little pop I don't know where my where that's coming from if it's like the thing is your
2: ring hitting it
0: no bracelet it might be the or it's like um oh maybe it's like low battery and this
1: I don't know
0: hmm oh huh. I'll just I'll just edit it and I'll be, I'll be making it like this like like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I actually used the ukulele for this one song that I recorded and I ran it through um, some amps and mm-hmm. distortion and it sounds mm, dope yeah it sounds like because I it was like more of like a rock inspired song that I did one yeah. and then um, yeah it sounded dope so we'll see how this nice, one turns out nice. Thanks for doing that. So, when did you start singing and stuff?
2: (laughs) Wait, what conversation were we having before this?
0: I don't know. Something about... Before the... Before our song break, I don't know. But immediately Mm. right before singing, we were talking about uh, Vietnam.
2: Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a Southeast Asia trip, right? I did Hanoi for a couple of days. Mm. But I was having such a hard time at Uh that point in the wait, trip that i had.
0: Wait, was this before or after Philippines?
2: During Philippines.
0: Oh, you took a
2: I was having a hard
0: time. No, you went to Hanoi during the Philippines?
2: No, 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 after, after.
0: Oh, okay. okay. But
2: it was yeah. Yeah. So It was low key though. What do you mean? Cuz I was so like depressed at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah.
0: Like in even in Hanoi.
2: Yeah, I think I was uh, burnt out, overwhelmed, and I don't mean to make it sound like it was this terrible, awful experience. I really don't. Um, but it definitely there are a lot of parts of it that I'm still kind of processing too. You know, it's funny
0: why I'm laughing because I remember it. Also, one of my goals is this is a report on study abroad, right? And like, <laughs> because because is it really? Yeah, because so I got the scholarship. Uh, called the Gilman Scholarship yeah, for yeah. study abroad. Oh, Gilman scholarship are Why didn't you do that? study abroad <laughs> programs, right? And then uh, one of the things that oh, you and it was cool because that basically paid for my ticket back to the Philippines mm-hmm. um, this last summer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to do uh, follow up projects of mm-hmm. uh, from your trip, and so one of my follow up projects is to do like interviews podcasts with folks who went on study abroad and like what was your experience (laughs) what you get what did you get out of it Mm -hmm. right uh things like that and that's why i had the homie josh right yeah and then we talked a lot about study abroad and then what he got out of it from his perspective of somebody who was born in the philippines then went back to the philippines to study and then this navigation once again of privilege Of what does Mm -hmm. it mean now that I'm here, I'm there, and Mm -hmm. he has family there, and then like back and forth, and what it means now, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not bad that you you're being. I'd much rather have someone be honest about their experience in terms of study of of, like this experience Mm -hmm. overall. And so people to
2: to clarify, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but you (laughs) did. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm sorry <laughs> no 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 um,
0: uh, just to be honest there you go I'd much yeah. rather have like you can tell me whatever as long as it's honest and that's fine Here.
2: though I, I think that you know Let me start we have this um I, I don't know part of like the Euro like eurocentric learning that we have is that study abroad if you do a study abroad program it should be something that's like you go to europe you go to france you see the eiffel tower and you have this beautiful flawless time you know um and though this experience was very difficult for me and you know it's kind of coming up in what do you call it like in the reentry process which it's been a few months now mm-hmm. but it's an ongoing process and it kind of comes in waves um where certain things will hit me at moments um and i think that that will continue to happen throughout the rest of my life though i think that that's not a negative thing i don't mm-hmm. think that it's a bad thing that i had a hard time on the trip I think that in that way, it's pushing me to these levels of discomfort, of depression, of dissonance within myself that, you know, were in there. They were in me and in my ancestors um, and in my community too. So I think that it's necessary to, I almost think that I would feel more strange if I didn't feel it so viscerally and so deeply. Yeah. So uh, in what
0: <laughs> what do you think you said it's a combination of things right that made it hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Could we line that up like was it you said just to like, kind of resummarize in my head, it was the, the, the historical like facts, right? There was heavy content, mm-hmm. but then it was also like family and like seeing how you situate yourself within your own family's history mm-hmm. right? and then how that's making you... Was it more so on a personal introspective? Or like it was heavy because of what you were thinking about your mom? Like what was it?
2: In a lot, basic? a lot of ways, and you did a really great job of painting you wow, out, therapist. Wow, wow, wow. therapist. Wow. Welcome Aww. to the
0: Filipino garage therapy session. <laughs> therapy
2: session. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a lot of things. Um, it's things that are quantifiable and things that you can express in words and list out, and that you know, in the pages of this and in other places too. I've tried to to sort, um, and I think that there is you know in the abstract like a weight on the spirit and a tugging on the spirit um and i know that that's uh that is very kind of abstract like i said Mm -hmm. but it's um it's just something like in you you know it's a soul
1: if
0: it was heavy right did you get something out of it like what did you if we could uh, like qualify it What did you get out of the study abroad trip experience, Mm -hmm. even if a lot of it was challenging?
2: Right. Um, Yeah, I think that that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like That challenge and that um, confrontation with all the things that are hurting me is a part of a greater healing process that I wouldn't have... Which is a journey that I, I don't know if I would have begun without the program or without. Um, I don't. I I can't see myself in this kind of context where I'm visiting um, on my own for one. Like, uh, is it, in terms of my family, like my my parents weren't and my brother weren't there. Um, in an academic context in w- which entails like classrooms, professors, but also going into communities and speaking with folks who are doing um, like organizing and activist work. Um, so it was just immensely unique in that way. Um, and the, the problem with being, or hmm, the, the nature of it, of like being overwhelmed I think just means that it's going to take some time to unpack the little bits of it, whether it was in in the things that you um, recounted and what I was reflecting on, or, you know, very specific things in in my family narrative, too, that um, I had to face head on and, and reconcile. So... It's it's a mix. It's a hollow hollow of things. Mm. Now
0: loading. It's still now it's not, the buffering. Yeah. Buffering. I think it
2: always buffering. will be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. process
0: of buffering. <laughs> mm. I think that's a good metaphor though. We've been talking about that, where it's not fixed, right? Experiences are part of the mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Of like the storyline.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah. man, this is some like someone instagram storied this but it was like don't you don't have to wait for closure to begin your healing you know and i think that you know in the context of this very like the history of like the martial law the the narrative of the comfort woman that we that we heard you know there's not really a way to get closure on that um but you know, and I, I understand like the amount of privilege that I'm I'm coming from in like processing those things where it's like I feel it I didn't experience it presently but like I still like I feel it in me and it's like sorry no, do I sound no, like a douche No like, is that no, no no because
0: I wanna ask I wanna ask like like how how not that I'm questioning that you feel it right but devil's advocate in a way right <laughs> like why why would you feel like why Why does it move you in the sense if this is just historical mm-hmm. right uh, well, I think because, that- and let me preface this I'm not I,
1: I disagreeing
0: because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mr. Ethnic Studies look what happened in 1521 right so I, I know but but let me get into mm-hmm. that line of questioning like why and how how is that affecting you? Like why is it affecting you if mm-hmm. it's hey, we could say or people who dismiss it will say, oi, that's the past. That's mm-hmm. that's okay, that's enough book, but w- so what? Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Well for me personally, hmm, I think there are, okay, I have like multiple answers to this. But for one, being Filipina to me is for a a large part of that is in the abstract and it's something that to feel whole in the identity I've had to just be at peace with it being something inside me that I that I can trust and that is there and present so I think that in that specific way it's been a lifetime of a a practice of believing in the spirit of like my ancestry, Um, because like in a lot of ways and being mixed ethnicity too, it's like, you know, that that qualm of, am I Filipina enough? Am I American enough? Am I Vietnamese enough? So that's just kind of something that I've had to harbor within myself and foster. Um, So I think that in that way and in that like, recognition of that facet of my spirit i think that that's why i feel like the visceral nature of it in the abstract um so that's one thing and i mean for in what you're saying about you know people who are saying well that's in the past why do we have to talk about it it's because it's 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 part of the history the 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 historical present like it lives on um, in different ways and in different manifestations and in different kinds of policy and violences that are enacted um, to stop talking about it is again the aftersho this the way that silence is an aftershock of war and violence you know and how those cycles keep going
0: do you feel learning about those things do you feel that there's a burden on you or do you feel that there's a weight on you of any kind or like
2: in terms of responsibility in terms of accountability or what anything what any any
0: it's a, it's a little abstract when i'm asking but i'm trying to see or get words to frame like how come it's been so impactful for you Mm-hmm. If, if, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd like to see like, oh, I wonder why you are moved so much mm-hmm. uh, about these things, right? Like, what what about it? Sp- what does it spark in you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, the, emp- is it more the, the empathy of the pain of it? Is it more on the realization that this is your history in a sense of like, damn, there's some violence in our history, of the Philippines, right? Or is it also like oh, I got to do something like be- with it and that's and it's almost oh, is that weight overwhelming? Like the almost responsibility like I have to do something,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And then that's a burden or that's a weight to
1: mm-hmm. carry.
0: What what is it?
2: Well, I think it's not an or for any of those. It's a mm-hmm. and 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 as I
0: So all of those uh, are correct.
2: they're correct but at the same time they're just the tip of the iceberg i think um and i think that words can only can only do that much well hmm, wait backtrack words are very powerful Mm. you know like we said talking about it is important and um is an essential part of of breaking a a cycle of like a species-wide epidemic of violence um And war. Uh, So we have to talk about it. But at the same time, there's just, I I feel so like saying, you know, spirit and soul, but like that quiet healing, you know, silence as both, you know, um, silence as violence, but also silence as healing. Like it can really go both ways. So in those moments where you need to just, and like sit with it, that's part of the process too Mm. so yes like everything that you named in very like generously precise terms like yes that is how it feels yes and and the yes and still keep going
0: Mm. buffering buffering have you incorporated any of these experiences into your art uh, moving forward from the summer
2: Mm mm-hmm um, yeah I yeah yeah I think well, I mentioned earlier the I, the piece that I'm working on about like hmm silence but also the Vietnamese identity and the different intersections of history and mythology um you uh, we? Is, is, is in a way like a, it, it connects I think it, it's absolutely like entangled
0: could we bust out your portfolio and like see some of the art stuff? <laughs> and so we can sure, have like yeah. a um, uh, like a little context of what creations you've done, like what uh, your other medium is, and yeah. we'll try to um, kind of describe it auditorily for the people who are just listening mm-hmm. through audio, but also um, what is it called I'll put up pictures of it on the video mm-hmm. edition. So, so, like, what's your medium? Give us an insight on who you are as a, uh-huh. an art practitioner.
2: So, I actually am in the process of kind of reshaping that. I think that part of who I am, like, I, I hate to be the person who's like, I went on a study abroad and I changed as a person. But, like, <laughs> it, it did happen. And subsequently, like, the work that I'm making has really shifted as well. Um, here, wait, hold on. Let me pull up my and cause companions. you actually
0: you're now doing uh congratulations an arts practice honor thesis mm-hmm. kind of thing you were picked to be one out of nine folks doing a uh art honors thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: this year and then so congratulations oh, the oh AMSR claps oh,
2: it it sounds goes. gross
0: damn that mine doesn't <laughs> Man, this is gonna be such a
2: gross. I <laughs> love <laughs> <This is. laughs> um, Yeah, I can.
0: Damn, <laughs> I should ASMR some stuff.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm reading over some of my like updated artist statement, which has been like a really good guiding point mm-hmm. in like the direction for the work. Um, I'll just read some of it. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I find mythology and history fascinating and simultaneously reject the notion that these entities are monolithic.
0: Wait, wait, say again. Mythology and what?
2: Mythology and history.
0: Mythology and history.
2: So looking at those as not monolithic entities that just are, you know. They're socially constructed, you know. Okay. Um, using the stories inherited from both my ancestors and textbooks, I recast narratives in hopes of colouring in silence. My filipino Vietnamese Buencomino Fung lineage is a conduit for the creative practice of optimistic survival, or thrival. Through a lifetime of graceful fumblings with epigenetic trauma, I've also found entanglements across geopolitical borders and eras in reckoning with our species-wide epidemic of violence. I build, collect, and archive to envision a potential futurity of cohesion and sensibilities towards human flourishing. Through a simultaneously, simultaneous engagement with both pluralistic voices and specificity, I often oscillate in art forms with a visual and auditory tendency guided by opalescence.
0: Opalescence. Mm-hmm. What does that mean?
2: So opal, like the gem, you look at it, and in every different like inflection of light that it takes in, it reflects like a different facet of its color.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Um, my sculptural and installation pieces include participatory elements, and my surreal staged photos and moving image take perspective of an imagined transcendental observer, creating images that are meant to convey a feeling of apathetic chaos that mimic the subtle violence of identity abstraction into a farcical national symbolic. The work in progress is experimental theater and ensemble movement through which my collaborators and I sort through the cacophony of noise of our present through sound music and story. My recent work looks at silences as they manifest locally and globally. For example, silence as lore, silence as embodied aftershock of war, silence, dissonance, and harmony as frameworks for understanding and being, and silence as portal.
0: Damn! We should just do a whole podcast (laughs) of silence.
2: (laughs) With the occasional... so yeah that's
0: damn that was beautiful it was both like academic and poetic like when you that's why i had to like kind of close my and eyes focusing. and listen and focus right because there's a rhythm of art in there and like how you can construct words mm. to like paint a picture then there's also a certain amount of academia yeah. in yeah which right? is a
2: hard thing because it it almost you know they tell you as you're writing these things to like, just be honest to your voice and be true to yourself. And I sometimes worry that like that academic perspective and the language and frameworks that I have now, um, are make, well, like what I'm trying to say in the work that I'm trying to do inaccessible. And I don't mm. want that, mm. but also it's kind of like this academia that's been, you know, <laughs> that's, mm. You know, the the environment that we're learning and growing in, and subsequently a lot of that language becomes just a part of of the voice um so that's kind of an interesting way that the university and the institution and these structures of power just really like you internalize mm. yeah
0: because isn't even art within the academe like a very
2: oh yeah that's that's a like, whole other like podcast the whole art, it's
0: m- art market right is mm-hmm. very
2: yeah through like a capitalistic lens um of like you know monetary value in art, um, but also there's so many politics behind the art, art world, the art, uh, world. The art world,
0: art world. Mm. I'm happy for my homie David Joy where he got hella bank. Isn't he one of the highest paid?
2: Oh really. Yeah, dude. Whatever happened to Ryan Higa? Oh, you know?
0: uh, from his. Niga Higa? Yeah,
2: like what is always, I'm like, is that offensive? I know, it's <laughs> like, can I still say that in 2019? <laughs> Maybe that's why people like yeah, stop people being able like, to say the channel names. Yeah, it's like
0: N I G A Higa. Okay, so you some scroll. of your uh, work. Okay, this is whoa berkeley bulol Mm -hmm. oh did you make
2: this Mm -hmm. that was a wood carving piece so
0: damn okay this is a wood carving that
2: was during the december
0: 2018 uh, december
2: 2018 when the cities were covered in smoke because of the fires um so you know the lore of the bulol and hopefully i don't totally botch this but in the way that I understand it, it's that they would look over the land. They were placed to look over the land. Um, So, and typically in pairs as well. So part of the installation was the carved like wooden bulol from wood that was from Berkeley. Um, And placing it, and then um, there was a projection of the, like a very hazy Albany sunset. And then the audience member was invited to sit down next to the bull in the same position of it. Um, and just like really sit in that moment and be present and really kind of take their perspective.
0: Damn, it's cool. Have you done? Damn, this is bul'ol you know, a, do you know fenua got a piercing. Yeah.
2: Fanua has that. I think that piece is now in his uh, his, really? gr- his Lola's house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's
1: that's
0: dad. cool. It's, it's red wood. What kind of wood is this? Well, when, when
2: you freshly carve wood, it, um, it is red. It's like it's ble- it bleeds. I mean, it doesn't actually bleed, but that's how I see it. It's like the flesh of it. Um, so as you carve it, then it is red, freshly carved, and then it'll gradually change color as it oxidizes.
0: And then how long did this take you? Mm, I don't
2: know. It was it was a, a lot of, um, energy, a lot of love went into it.
0: This is cool. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, next we have.
2: Is it pollination next?
0: No, improv. Wait, I'm. Am I supposed to scroll down?
2: Wait, I think there was.
0: Pollination was supposed to be the first one, oh, but fine. then it doesn't load. or is that the video? Oh, it's a video. Well, uh,
2: pollination was. Four hundred and two plaster fingers that were cast, um, and that was during the time of the uh, what is his name? The trial. The oh, um, Court.
0: um, the assault dude uh, mm-hmm. who's now Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett yeah, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh
2: trial. Um, So this was 402 plaster white fingers that had the instruction with them, take a finger and place it somewhere it does not belong. Um, So the installation was all of these white fingers just kind of splayed out like that, as you can probably see in the video. And there was... uh, a digital component to it so at the bottom of each of the fingers it links you to an instagram page where you see where they're sourced from and people can take them and put them in different places and this was interpreted like they made their way all the way to different states um and then some of them put them like interpreted in a very like bodily way so they were putting them in like noses and ears and mouths yeah Um, And I hope that that's that's all of the orifices that they entered. But um, so it was this idea of um, like intrusion and bodily form and color and um, dissemination and... Mm -hmm. Uh, which Wait, were so all.
0: What was underneath? Sorry.
2: It was a link that brought you to the Instagram page where you could submit the photos and see the other photos of where oh, they ended up. where being. they've been.
1: Yeah. Oh. Because there's four
2: hundred of them, and so now whenever I go places, I like leave some, and then I'll, some folks who know about the project. What's, what's the like hack?
0: And then do you still update the the page
2: Sometimes, with yeah. And yeah, People yeah, yeah.
0: still submit. Like,
2: look where it's at. Yeah. It's like pollination, but with a bunch of underscores, so that I could get the, the username, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. So that oh, was.
0: interesting! Hey, unlock. Oh, the. That's cool. Remember when? It's uh, also you see how it's it's hard to actually have a podcast about art. visual physical <laughs> yeah. art, right? Yeah. Um, you can. It's cool to hear the thought process and mm-hmm. stuff, but it's. It's a different level of communication as required to describe it versus Mm -hmm. singing or versus having someone uh, perform a poem, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So I'll post this up at least um, just to kind of to accompany. And are these all your pictures?
2: Yeah, those are some of my surreal staged photos.
0: So what's surreal stage photo art? Right.
2: So it's... um,
0: Is it like where it's really real? It's so real.
2: It's so real. <laughs> wow. This is not digital. It's yeah, so real. No, like, Whoa. <laughs> surreal is um fantasy. It's it's hyper fantastical. It's I oh. you know, I, I think like Asian American futurism is kind of a rising aesthetic and I, I really Asian
0: feel American futurism. Right. Oh, that's that style. That's the fashion that's coming out of like Hong
2: Kong no 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 no, oh. no. it's more in a line with like afrofuturism i'd say as far as aesthetic goes and sentiment where what does
0: futurism mean is that afrofuturism like, technology?
2: Is like yeah it's it kind of places um so afrofuturism specifically places um people of african descent black folks in um terms of like a sci-fi context almost um so i would say sorry to bother you no, have you I seen that film no, there there are elements of it that get uh, Afrofuturistic but it's in okay. the sci-fi I,
0: i'm not that bothered <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, ah, <laughs> futurism, Garney? Yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah so i think that uh asian future asian american futurism also acts in a similar spirit where it places um folks who are you know of Asian American identity who are um, pigeonholed into like model minority myth or other stereotypes and kind of subverts that in um, placing them in these uh, like fantastical and sci-fi or alien or futuristic settings. um, Therefore like expanding the imagination, like the Brown imagination, Mm. black or Brown imagination. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's like all the anime. Would that be futurism? Because there, are a lot of them are like <laughs> in the future, sure, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. tech and stuff, sure. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: th- yeah, but um, yeah, it's just kind of like a like a genre of very vibrant colors, kind of sci-fi elements. Mm. Purples, um, a
0: lot of purples. Purples,
2: sure.
0: I think because I'm thinking of the aesthetics that kind of um, with who, who her face uses it a lot. Janae Monet jenay mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah she uses that and there's another one uh the one that did the robot stuff or is that, i think that's the jenay right. yeah, yeah yeah is it sure. yeah she did the robot stuff oh uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. uh, here could you reopen and then there was improprieties and
1: properties
2: and properties yeah properties um and that was well that was a large spray can piece like probably about five feet tall um and it was kind of a commentary on graffiti and street art oops sorry this one this thing yeah yeah so that's like as tall as i am really yeah oh damn like you'll see on the outside like externally there's um a lot of like graffiti elements um and references to you know an era when um hip-hop culture was uh coming to coming to fruition in in the bronx in the 70s um so
0: you had people paint on it
2: i so people can tag it they're invited to tag it yeah um and then on the inside to juxtapose a very like hard it was plaster and metal um so to juxtapose a very like hard exterior and something very like um, like physically hard. There's very soft interiors to reflect, you know, that um, a lot of these uh, taggings and graffiti and street art were part of a larger um, history of reclamation of homes and in, in like a response to gentrification and the softness of the homes in the Bronx being, um, you know, Bulldozed and buildings being torn down in place of, um, like, in pla- in in pursuit of like a gentrified neighborhood.
0: What do you see? How do you see art, uh, at least in this form, uh, these that you have presented to me, um, as kind of who's it in conversation with, mm-hmm. and who are you trying to talk to, reach out to? like impress ideas on Mm -hmm. and how are they to consume this like how are they to understand
2: i think the interesting thing about sculpture is that it 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 inherently in most cases takes space Um, and i think that taking physical space uh, can often be a prompt for the kind of metaphoric and like Um, emotional intellectual space that that might follow suit so i think that my hope for um like the installation and the sculptural pieces were that it would just create a space to have conversation i think that in some ways they do take um, a perspective and a positionality but also um i think that for folks to engage with it and you know that's kind of the 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 draw to the participatory element in them and the 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 audience involvement and movement in them is that in the motion and the movement um you know for example as you're holding up a sharpie next to a sculpture you're for one thing kind of dismantling this idea of like oh art in like um in a gallery in something like shouldn't be touched it should be a pristine object so in that way um you're shifting like I, I, I hope to shift that perspective. And another thing, as people are joining to do that um, and make their own impression on the work, they are having a space to, you know, reflect. Whether that is internally. Or to speak about it with someone else who just happens to be tag, oops, sorry, tagging it at the same time, you know. So, so things like that. And then I think with the photos, um, that's more of a of a visual experience. And um, a lot of what we see, and, and it's not news that oh, unlock. Yeah. A lot of what we see in media is is how we are able to envision ourselves. You know, that's why having Barbies of color, for example, is an exa- is um is is valued in. In the society, because young people should see, um, like, Barbies or other characters that look like them in different roles than 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 a, a stereotype, an outdated stereotype that doesn't really suit anyone who exists a, a very complicated and complex life. You know, so I think that part of this like asian american futurism aesthetic um or experimental video or staged photo, surreal photo is placing uh most of the time my own body into the work um and reframing it so uh
0: tell me about uh playtime what is this
2: what's that one again
0: it has the titty in the front
2: it has the titties. That one is, uh, that was all photos of, or um, clippings from like an old school Playboy magazine that's just kind of like gussied up like, oh yeah, it's just a a foofy porn magazine, but it was literally all white women. And it was, uh, the only images were of like, of people of color in it, whether like black or brown people of color were these like caricatures of Asian women who were in like um, the Chinese uh, kind of fetishized fetish wear, or the Chinese traditional wear that had been fetishized by whoever had staged those photos ta- or taken them. Um, Damn. Yeah. yeah, and it was done on glass panels that were very fragile, um, and I, I guess kind of with like white paint splatters that reference like a white fragility, but also like a very like semen. <laughs>
0: whoa you're good look at this one spring my love oh you're actually good good
2: (laughs) why you sound surprised (laughs) because
0: you never post like art you never post any of that stuff or really talk about it Mm -hmm. damn
2: shy whoa
0: you're actually damn (laughs) pointillism and they say okay <laughs> D- did you um apply to art transferring into cal like did you no. have to submit a portrait
2: you uh, have a to i i applied into the program when i was at cal already
0: oh mm-hmm. damn so you found it <laughs> yeah no oh, how's the um what's this called how was the transition Into Cal Let's go Let's kind of Okay, okay. Um, uh, How was the transfer Life experience And then what, What's up with like,
1: you
0: <laughs> f- You found your roommate the f- During transfer Liz, weekend Liz right? Yo
2: shout out to Liz I miss <laughs> you Liz We lived together For two and a half years too
0: How did y'all meet
2: Transfer weekend Yeah
0: That, that day
2: Yeah that day Then the rest is history
0: Did y'all meet um, at, the, at the past thing no, I
2: can't remember. Oh, On okay. there was one of those events. Those bridges events were so good, but there was so much happening and so yeah. many people that you meet that it's kind of, especially as time passes, it's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely value a lot of those friendships that have really like flourished yeah. um, to things like this, or you know, living with someone for two and a half years, or even just seeing someone in passing. Like, hey, we were we met at Transfer Weekend three yeah. years ago, yeah, and yeah, having yeah. those moments. So, yeah. um, but definitely like my memory is a little foggy uh-huh. about uh-huh. the specific um yeah the transition was hard at first um, overwhelming um but uh you know i am able to for example greg Choi, for example just stop by in on his office hours whenever to talk about like what i'm working on or different ideas or different kinds of art and have him just like be able to bounce with me like from connection to connection and really like know and um I have folks who I can walk sometimes when I'm sad I just like wander the halls of the art department until I find like an energy that really pulls me and I was walking I felt kind of um like fatigued yesterday and then I was walking and I saw my friend Kia who's a fabulous artist um as well and like a um photographer and also like a digital illustrator who's working on a mural project and I was like hey y'all Can I help you paint your mural? So it's just kind of things like that where you, where I feel, um, again, I'm always still in progress, but I feel as though, um, there is more of a secure foundation in, um, sincerity, in, um, bravery, in kindness, um, that I have that will, allow me to you know branch off like if, i'm i'm not scared to graduate but i feel a natural apprehension about it yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. um and uh i lost my train of thought uh but like but i feel like i'm ready to mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like change is coming but it, yeah, it'll, change is coming. yeah it'll be uncomfortable but
0: you know it's been weird just being yeah, how we, out yeah. of school, like, where uh-huh. there's no structure, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because I was so busy last semester where I had days where I was just 9 to 9, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and meeting after meeting, I'm next and next. And now I'm like, oh, damn, I don't, I don't have that, <laughs> right? And I kind of miss the structure. And it's kind of different. It was hard at first, like, the first month, like, being back here in the U.S., Um, Because we had family things as well um, Mm -hmm. and transition back here to Daily City. But then, for example, right now I'm doing my own projects where Mm -hmm. it's music, but also I'm trying to start up a social enterprise foundation for the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. But then that's all self directed, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a whole new kind of um, path of deciding what tasks to do setting the deadlines creating the timeline of reaching out to specific people even running this podcast of like um, scheduling people giving all the logistics and getting the next one and mixing all Mm -hmm. that right but it's all time consuming but Mm -hmm. also not no one's telling me to do this it's not part of my internship it's Mm -hmm. not part of my uh, position at an an organization like that so it's all self-responsibility and I'm like damn if I did not have goals and stuff my Normal characteristic Would be to just Chill out Watch Netflix Play games That's me relaxing mm-hmm. Right And of course I still do that I'm not gonna lie That <laughs> I
2: don't sorry. You know <laughs> yeah.
0: Watch I've been watching Hello uh, episodes Of That 70s show I'm, a, I'm <laughs> Really? You're at That to, 70s show? <laughs> I'm caught up to Like the Season 3 I think mm-hmm. I think I like All the Friend type things Cause I don't have friends No I'm just kidding I do have friends But I like the <laughs> The shows that are like a Group of friends like, friends. Um, uh, uh, Entourage. Uh, have you ever heard of Entourage? Yeah, that's an intense yeah.
2: friend group, though.
0: Yeah, it's not too intense, but they say it was, like, yeah. the dude's friends. It's like that.
2: Yeah, How um, I Met Your Mother.
0: How I Met Your Mother. I watched Love, all uh, of yeah. that. And then that every show. Oh, I just realized, yeah, I like those types of shows because I think it it's not just focused on one person like you have the the kind of leads like oh it's mainly about them like that Sammy show it's at mm-hmm. the foreman's house right but then you can follow different threads mm-hmm. of like you have different characters I and mean, what's going on in their life different personalities of they'll do this they'll usually do that right and entourage and friends they all have mm-hmm. how I met your mother they have their own idiosyncrasies and I kind of like that and but to be honest it's also a distraction mm. it's also just like or the office right the where you have mm-hmm. a wide range of people right mm-hmm. so you're not bored by something. Damn, i've also watched the office like <laughs> four times at least like all of the seasons like from first to like watched it and then damn. and then i'll start again maybe in like 2 3 years i'll start watching it it's kind of it comforting again. too yeah, yeah it's comforting i'll just put it on sometimes i just like putting it on while i'm doing busy work Mm -hmm. right shit that doesn't even require that much of mental capacity to process what if it's like putting paperwork into my folders whatever right and then i just like having it on Mm. but anyway things like that (laughs) distracts me from from the things i have to do like you see on the board like about the projects that have to get done Mm. and then it's a different flow from either being in a nine-to-five or being um, at school.
2: Do you feel siloed at times
0: yes that's why i'm consistently trying to reach out to folks specifically here in daily city that is in alignment with my work Mm -hmm. so i've been uh there's a social enterprise that i'm working with right now and then they're doing their uh uh submissions paperwork funding things like that i'm trying to support that and then i'm consistently trying to find the other artists the other creatives Entrepreneurs Out here Data City Because that's My next project So I have a project Going on But it's So different From The Structured Life That's At Cal mm-hmm. Right Where like Oh we have this, We have past We have this history mm-hmm. There's people Working And the proximity To people mm-hmm. In terms of You're all working Towards a certain Task Yeah mm-hmm. Airplane um, But But yeah, so that's been a transition, and yeah. I've only been back like this is my second month back here uh, into the flow thing since I was in the Philippines for like three months mm-hmm. or so. So it's uh, I'm in this weird little limbo, and I'm actually leaving for the Philippines again for the oh, um, really? November, yeah, uh, and then oh. for my other Lola's uh, birthday mm. and just uh, celebration and things like that. So I'm in this weird little everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, but it's cool. It's I'm grateful for the time I had at Cal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm glad to be done, mm-hmm. but I also miss it in certain aspects of it, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it, right? And now I'm trying to find ways to build similar structures in my own life mm-hmm. that uh, mimic the positive aspects of the things I've experienced mm-hmm. at Cal, but what is now in alignment with my. Trajectory,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: that makes sense, right? Like, I I just miss like even working as an RA, and then I'd go to my other RA's room. Hello, like just to hang mm-hmm. out, just what's what's going on. Yeah. And then if I'm feeling antisocial, I'm just like go to my room and I'm just chilling there. But then I'll be able to walk outside, and mm-hmm. there's things like that. Here, very suburbs, you gotta drive everywhere, mm-hmm. like even to go to a, an hour and a half meeting. Um, Now I have to schedule maybe like two and a half hours because there's travel, parking, like transition time versus I would line up meeting after meeting over at Cal because it's just you have that 10 minute transition, Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's a weird thing, but I'm grateful to be done. But at the same time, I want to make sure I'm as busy slash productive in a good way uh that i was at er- certain times during that semester mm-hmm. right so i'm not you know wasting time
1: mm-hmm. quote, unquote,
0: with the freedom
1: mm-hmm. that,
0: but shit i've watched a lot of that 70 Show episodes <laughs> and it's scare. it's it's easy to get hooked because it's only 20 minute episodes mm-hmm so it's short it's like
2: I got 20 minutes yeah. who doesn't have 20 minutes and the Netflix autoplay yeah. too and then
0: you're like sit, I'm sitting there I'm like one more then you're like whoa that was 40 minutes and then one more that's an hour you mm-hmm. know and that, that shit adds up but mm-hmm. it's good at least I have I've been on my music grind and that that uh, kind of takes up my focus and mm-hmm. I was thinking this the other day like whenever you find something that you don't get distracted doing that's mm. what you should pursue more of. Mm, because mm. that shows, especially if you're very
1: <laughs> like
0: <laughs> if something can really focus your energy, yeah. that's of merit.
2: Yeah, so. for sure.
0: Uh, that was my word vomit, um, but I wanted to add. This is what coming to an, uh, to the. the, the to the end of the podcast. Da, 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 da,
2: da. Sad but good, cause I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's go eat. Uh, let's ASMR some um. Yeah.
2: food.
0: But I like asking this uh, question to everyone that comes in. What are three pieces of advice you would give to your Hi. younger self
2: to my younger self to your self. younger
0: self well you can interpret that however maybe it's the one in high school or community college or even the one from this last summer or any. with the idea that I view this as an opportunity for people who can relate to you your experience and then maybe you can say to somebody younger
1: like, mm. what are three
2: Angela, thank you. Um, When thinking in this framework of advice and love, I often um, come at it from like, how do how do I want my daughter or my son or my child to feel? Um, You have a kid. No. Um, and, uh, I think that it, it, it it prompts something that allows me to be more gentle and more, um, conscientious and thoughtful and generous with how I'm able to regard, um, myself in an intergenerational context. Um, so I think that that's, that's part of
0: that's part of, uh, we ran out of how
2: well that's part of how how I would um, start this train of thought. Um, I think this I heard this from an artist, Yatunde, uh, who's a MFA student at Mills College, but she says or they say um, be the best ancestor you can be. Um, and to add on to that, be the best that you can be in the present period, um, and try to be generous in understanding that those around you are doing most likely the best that they can do as well. Um, I think, uh, laugh a lot, experience joy unapologetically, um, and f- cry when you need to also. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: So you said, la- wait, laugh a lot? Laugh a lot, cry to. a lot. What was the first one? There was one before that, did you? See? No, it was the... Mm. It. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> to number it. Laugh a lot.
2: You love lists. I like I'm so it. anti. Like it can't be quantifiable. <laughs> I know, it's I all know, in the lists. moment, and you're like, okay, okay, one, no, two. That's the format of my podcast post where
0: I have to. I put it three things you'd give to yourself. I guess that's why. I'm, I guess I do like lists. I actually do like lists. Yeah. You like
2: organize. Look everywhere. List. 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 I guess. The on. Yeah. List, I think. List. I think
0: because my brain is naturally. A jumble mm-hmm. and all over the place. That's how you
2: saw it. That's, yeah, I've most of this is lists of things. Yeah, too, yeah. I right? have had
0: to develop the skill or the predilection towards
2: Ooh uh, pred-
0: uh, let me ASMR that word. Pred- predilection. Predilection. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to like get that down right. so that I I, I don't um, Joseph buy- Joseph Josep. Um, I don't uh, What's this called Get all st- Strown about mm-hmm. Right I just learned How to self manage In mm-hmm. that way Good. right? Right yeah. So But my brain is usually Like, ah, like that mm-hmm. um, But yeah Anyway <laughs> Distraction Okay uh, Laugh more Cry more
2: You mm-hmm. said Um exist conscientiously and generously exist at your capacity while also having you know those same um that same generosity to yourself and the mm, same gentleness mm, yeah.
0: snaps to that i think more people should be kinder to themselves mm-hmm. especially i know this about cool people like dope and friendly people who are caretakers mm-hmm. right a lot of people a lot of times they're not Taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. Right And I've noticed that a lot I'm like Like dude Like I have a homegirl I'm like Bruh Like she made a mistake She did something And then She was so hard on herself But then I know her as a person Who's very forgiving to others Mm -hmm. And very Mm -hmm. like Gives them space And like Talks them through like Hey you made a mistake Da 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 Mm da Right But she wasn't doing that to herself And I was like What's what's this hypocritical shit Mm -hmm. fam like be nice to yourself right um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i yeah that's that's what i've noticed
2: yeah
0: cool um let's get that food but before that how can people get in contact with you uh instagram they can't i'm
2: a ghost (laughs) (laughs) what is your website um yeah just keep sliding on tinder until you (laughs) find Bumble. on bumble (laughs) on hinge (laughs) um just kidding uh, Coffee meets bagel. Coffee meets a bagel? <laughs> plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Pe- no, everyone gets catfished on Plenty of Fish. I don't know. On Neve, Neve's show, Catfish, Neve. they all, oh. the the MTV show Catfish, they're all from Plenty of Fish. I'm oh,
0: like, really? That. Maybe it's called Catfish. Plenty no, of Catfish. Plenty
2: of Catfish. <laughs> um, Instagram, angela.buenca.
0: And Buenca, where's Buenca? Buen Camino. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, How come we don't use f- a phone?
2: Um, I I don't know. I did for a bit, but at this moment, Angela Buenca. Okay. Yeah, that's what feels right right now. Um, Facebook.
0: What well, was the website um, that you were showing me?
2: AngelaHien.com dot Hien. com. That's my my first name, Angela, e- Angela. Oh, your first name is H I E N. Yeah.
0: So your first name—you have two first names. Mm-hmm. It's Angela Hien.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Angela dot com. Um, slide in my DMs, Instagram, Facebook. That's about it.
0: Do you do collabs with other artists?
2: Sometimes, yeah. Like we you? just did one.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude 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 mm-hmm. but I met like visual art or like th- kind that of thing?
2: yeah is I'm, I'm tinkering around with it yeah oh. yeah so hit me up for collabs hit me up for coffee like let's chat yeah uh,
0: I'll drink coffee with you after Sober October is over Sober
2: October
0: do you have any other shout outs do you want to shout out anyone shout
2: out to my mom ma- shout out to Chief Keith and my mama <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Chief? laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> cool thank you for coming on yeah
2: thank you for having me thank you for holding space this was a very special yeah thank
0: dope, you dope 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 yeah. peace sorry it's all over the place
2: sometimes my brain went like funky for a minute I know I've, like, I felt like my hunger really suddenly and I really? was like Oh,
0: what are my words oh yeah. no I, w- I actually wish we started off with food oh yeah oh (laughs) maybe that should be a feature next time yeah Yeah. but I meant I wish we started off talking about your art stuff Mm. um, first and then but I also really felt a certain amount of mental energy in the beginning like I don't know what it is maybe there's a full moon outside right now maybe it's maybe the balance was thrown Mm -hmm. off because we got two Libras (laughs) And then we were drawing too much Libra energy. Have you ever
2: dated another Libra? It's terrible.
0: Really? They say that's the best though. If you're a Libra. No, it's just,
2: no. No? For for the Libras, they usually say that you should uh, find like an Aries or a Taurus to like contrast you so much. Um,
0: Why, what are they supposed to be?
2: Um, kind of extremities Taurus are like an extremity of being like stubborn and grounded and then the Aries oh that's why I like my ate
1: (laughs) 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 I just that's
2: my brother I mean my brother's a Libra too but he's uh, definitely like so so rooted
0: and then what's the the Aries
2: Aries is like fire like um, not as crazy as a Scorpio but definitely Uh, like they got things to say
0: uh, yeah Maybe, but that might be unhealthy for, I've, I've, I've been unhealthily attracted to Mm -hmm. very, like, fire, oh, I don't know, fiery, not in terms of sign, but maybe just personality, Mm -hmm. and more like...
2: (laughs) yeah and i'm like but that attraction that chemistry is valid too i mean it's not everything but it's like kind of an inexplicable aspect of um love relationships Mm. dating but that
0: was my bad unhealthy part time because i was i was in a caretaking type Mm. like let me fix you type type thing for Uh, some reason yeah yeah, yeah that wasn't good but then yeah yeah. Interesting. Mm. Next episode, co-star. Co-Star. Co-Star is pretty dope. When I got into it over the summer, and I did a lot more Libra and learning and learned about other signs and mm-hmm. stuff like that but there's still a lot more i like the pattern app do you have the pattern no the pattern is dope the pattern is dope you should check it out pattern pattern yeah pattern Mm -hmm. but then it's the same you put in your date of birth and the time thing too but then Mm -hmm. it doesn't talk anything about signs but then it does like these patterns Mm -hmm. like how do you uh, view view certain relationships are you codependent Mm -hmm. or things like that and then it was actually pretty spot on. Yeah. Not super spot on, maybe because there's some confirmation bias. Of course I want. to be like, wow. But there was like <laughs> a good amount of stuff that made me think about like even my codependency mm. and all stuff. I'm like, God damn
2: Yeah, technology. we've all we've all got that too, yeah.
0: Shout out sponsor me co
1: star in the pattern. <laughs> all right. Peace. Alright.